it wasn't just the firemen in regular clothes. It was firemen in full firefighting gear, helmets and everything. <laughs> oh, we are going to beat your skulls. And then, and then, and then you will not be able to put I, out the fire. Oh, I, saw, I, saw, I, saw, I saw a fireman get thrown like six feet across the, you know, through the air onto the pavement. That's and then, of course, rude. all the... Ridiculous. All the firemen could run it down and start beating up the cops. So that's fucking ridiculous, man. Yep. But hey, welcome to France. Take away those diamonds. I don't need those rocks. A second-hand car and a new pair of socks. I want liberty without conditions. Bonsoir, mes amis. I am a Scottish man in a van in the depths of rural France. Ben is an Englishman sitting in front of, despite what you may think, he is actually sitting in front of his stud partition wall, which he built with his own fair hands, in a cup, well, in his bedroom, I believe. Yeah, I am. I am in my bedroom. My wife fucking hates it because if we go late, she's like, "I want to go to bed," <laughs> and that's why she, <laughs> that's why she can't wait for the new studio to be completely so ready. That's gone small again. I've gone it's, small again. John's turned into a toddler here. Yes. For those who for those who are watching, John has turned into a toddler. For those who are listening, you've got no fucking clue what I'm talking about. John, uh, so uh, welcome to the epi- episode fucking 11 episode of Chasing 11. 11. The, the 11. midweek episode. Uh, John, what is the wine of the midweek? Oh, the wine of the midweek is just the old standard standby. It's the one litre of Sauvignon Blanc from Intermarché. It comes in as cheeky little three euros, 71 cents. Um, it's perfectly palatable. It's okay. C'est bon. C'est bon. C'est bon. C'est bon. Uh, so it'll do. It'll do for this evening. Um, so it's been a week. It's been a week. It's not been a week. It's been three or four, three days actually. It's been three, it's been three days. Yeah. Three days. Three yes. whole days since we last spoke. Yes, I am. Um, I saw a French vaccination record today. Oh, you did? Yes, in fact, I may have a copy of one. Oh, 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 do, say nothing. Mm-hmm. We'll say nothing beyond that. Well, we'll, we'll say nothing beyond that. We will I'm say just saying I will that. be investigating this thoroughly. Yeah, yes, thoroughly. Thoroughly <laughs> investigating. But um, other, other than that, what's been going on in the world of France? I, I seen some video of the Poitiers protests after you yes. left, John. Yes, well, I did send it to you. <laughs> yeah, yes, you did. <laughs> yes. Perhaps I was a little hasty in leaving so early. I think you may have been. I, I really didn't. I, I didn't think it would come to that because, as I, I mean, I did some live streaming from it. I uh, took some video from it and I took some photographs. And there, oh, there was two, two maybe 300 people at best there. Yeah, uh, and there was they were they were doing the kind of thing that they do all these protests. There was people up front and they were talking through the bullhorn, and yeah. you can. There was two reasons I couldn't understand them. One, you could hardly hear the bullhorn, and secondly, they were speaking in French. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> I'm I'm very confused. I'm just gonna have to pause you a minute there because my streaming software appears to be fucking up. I need to make no. sure we're still at. I need to make sure we're still actually live. Uh, on Twitter, well, I can kind of see us. Yeah, we're quite far behind, but we are live. Right, okay. Uh, okay. Well, actually, I think we've, yeah, no, we've been taken down. We're down. Ah? Uh-huh. 
We're not live. What the fuck? What the fuck is... Uh, and Twitch, apparently. We're, apparently we're offline on Twitch as well. Are we online on Twitch? Can somebody... Um, can somebody... I'm seeing, oh dear, are we down in the chat on Twitch? Um, well, it's not Skype because that's certain fine. We are down. Give me a minute. I'm going to send us back up. We, we went down. Hold on. So, hold on. Let me double check. I'm sorry about this, John. It's <laughs> not your fault, mate. Right, we're live again. It's, on, the vagaries, on... it's the vagaries of internet and and software. Well, we're live again on... Uh, it says we're live on YouTube. It says we're live on Periscope. Uh, Natasha says we are back. Um, so what did you hear, Natasha? How far did we get? <laughs> I don't know how far we got, to be honest, John. Um, let's let's go back to Poitiers. Let's go yes, back, let's to, go back Poitiers. to Poitiers. Flashback to Saturday. Um, I, I attended at the protest. It was... Um, it was all very civilised for a French protest, I thought. Um, there were people speaking in the bullhorn. Um, I couldn't understand them because I couldn't really hear them. And secondly, they were speaking French. And you know the French. When they speak French to other French people, they speak really fast. Yeah. So it's very hard to pick it out. But anyway, um, it, there was about two, three hundred there. Um, it seemed quite civilised. There was three cops there who were observing the proceedings. They were sitting in their little van. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't the Gendarmerie Nationale, it was the police municipal. Right. So just the, just the local cops. Um, nothing seemed to be going on, and it rained a couple of times, and then it got nicer, and then it looked like it was going to rain again. And we thought, well, we've done our bit. We've done some live streaming. We've, you know, saw a few people and taken some photographs, and we thought, well, we'll, uh, we'll nip back home and have some dinner. And then, obviously, while we were away, they stormed the Hotel de Ville. They went through it. They found the portrait of Macron. They threw it to the floor. They stamped on it viciously. They then tore it up and threw it out the second floor window. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. I saw the video. And it, it, um, it, it looked like it was cathartic. It was a cathartic event for the... Yeah the people involved and uh, had you been at that point would you have stormed the hotel with them <sighs> probably not at this point um, is that because you're still waiting for everything to yeah. go through your french residency yeah. and i don't have things? french residency yet so i would be if i got if i got huckled i'd be uh, probably kicked out back to Shetland. So you just stand back with your camera and yep. stream it. And I, I get could, the, you would have got the outside view of the portrait of Macron coming flying out of the yeah. window. That, that would have been good. I should have been there. Yes, I made, a, I made an error. I'm yes. sorry. Yes, you did. Yes, you did, John. And so next time, what do we do, John? We stay till the end. <laughs> we stay till the end, John. Um, yeah. Oh, it's been a week for the freedom movement here in this country, isn't it? With um, the calls to have Kate Shemarani arrested for the comments she made in Trafalgar Square. What comment um, was that? Uh, she made comments along the lines of um, send. She wanted the names of NHS doctors and nurses sent to her. Uh, she's like, send me their names, people who are doing the old jabby stabbies. And then she said something along the lines of, because remember, after the Nuremberg trials, they hung. 
the doctors and nurses they hung. Mm-hmm. Okay. And well, think... it doesn't sound like a threat. It just sounds like, um, you know, after due process of law, some people might have been hung. So I don't see the problem. Yeah, I mean, I kind of see the problem with these, with these, see, these celebrities within the movement. Um, and it's, it's a problem, not so much that there are quote unquote celebrities within the movement, but the fact that we're having events with celebrities, if you get what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I, I think the, the celebrities are a double-edged sword because what you do is you get a lot of coverage and you get more, more more of a range than you would normally. Yeah. Um, but but they then become a distraction to the event and process and to the point that you're trying to get across because it doesn't matter how many times David Icke says it, somebody's all or says what whatever he's saying, whatever he's talking about and how accurate it is, someone is gonna go, but what about the reptiles? <laughs> yeah, well this is it. This is it. And this is why um these sort of events in my view are more of a problem than they are um i mean let's 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 just like i was saying to you on sunday the 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 whole being together you know everybody lifting each other's spirits up in that yeah, respect it, they're amazing it, it, um but in in the respect of actually you know achieving anything the fucking cogs still turn and even me and um me, yeah, I was having this is on the live stream. You can go back and look. I was having this exact conversation with Gareth Ike mm-hmm. before the event even started, and we both agreed that they are morale boosters. Yeah, uh, but yeah. The, you know the cogs keep 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 on turning, and um, I would, you know, if you're going to have a speaker and its surname is going to be Ike, right? I, I I would prefer it to be Gareth anyway. Yeah. Um. That's purely because he's so much less tainted. Now, regardless of yeah. whether or not I think David's heart is in the right place on this issue, and I do, by the way, think his yeah. heart is in the right place on this issue. I think, like I said, it's it's got to come to a point where you've got to realise that he is so tainted and it's not well it, it kind of is his fault to proclaiming himself the son of god and doing the lizard thing but uh, <laughs> but to do it while wearing a shell suit i know right i know i know right i i believe me <laughs> believe me <laughs> i remember i i mean you probably don't but i remember sitting watching the tv thinking oh my god this guy has lost it big style <laughs> he's wearing a shell suit and he's proclaiming himself the son of God. And and I mean, you got to remember, he, he was he was a two bat, you know, um, sports, sports presenter. presenter. Yeah, that's all he was. And I'm like, what the fuck? Just unbelievable. So Natasha has a question for you, John. It's this: <laughs> Are there any outspoken French celebrities speaking out against all of this? Well, that that see that's the kind of thing that I'm I'm trying to find because I, I I search on the hashtags that they use for these events and it's nearly all video and stuff. Yeah, um, I don't know if there are any French celebrities. 
<laughs> this is true. This is very, very no, true. That's what I remember was Eric Cantona. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, maybe Jean, Jean Renault. Remember Jean Renault? He, he, uh, he used to be in films. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. But there's not that many, you know, and to be honest, the French don't need celebrities to do this kind of stuff. Because oh, no, they just used fucking... to it. You know, they just go for it, don't they? You they know, do, just go for it. They do love a good riot, the old so French. On, on on the Saturday before we went to um, Poitiers, my my wife had taken the the washing up to the local Super U to do the washing. Right. So they they have these kind of vending machine washing machines. Right. So we 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 kind of been used to using them because we had the van. So we would just take the you take the washing up and like it's a twenty kilo machine. You just throw it all in, wash yeah. it, buy it all, and it costs you like eight euros. So it's one thing that's not not unreasonable. You don't even need to put product in it because it's all part of the machine and it does it all for you. Okay? That's amazing. Yeah. So she's sitting there waiting in the washing. She's having a coffee or whatever, sitting in the car, and she says it was strange. She, she, no, she went into the she went into the super U to get some provisions, some water and stuff. So she's in the super U and she says, "This car pulls up and these guys get out of it and they were all built, really built, right? Mm. And they were wearing black and camouflage gear. And they came into the super U and bought loads of water, yeah, and sandwiches, piled them in the back of the car, and then took off." So she thinks they were heading off to a major protest somewhere. Of course they were. They were looking for bother, I think. Of course they were doing exactly that. I mean, people must have looked at me as a right fucking weirdo because I'm there uh, in 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 the shop the other way uh, just before this coming weekend, and I'm like, oh yep, uh, nine liters of water here in one hand <laughs> and six liters of water here in the other hand. Yeah. I'm, I'm not stocking up the food because yeah. I don't. I don't eat at these things, but yeah. um, I, I, did I tell you about the pret sandwich? Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. Let's not go into that again. The pret sandwich, man. That the was fucking pret. It was yeah, brutal. We had a whole on that. Greasy spoons and everything. Remember I asked the chat oh, room yeah. to give greasy spoons? <laughs> That's true. I mean, I'm, but I'm still salty about that fucking sandwich, John. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You have to let these things go. You know, if there's one thing you, you one thing you start to learn from living in France, and it's quite a good thing. And and the French, yeah, you know, while while they're on protest, they might be complete fucking idiots. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and and you know they they're spoiling for a fight. Let's be let's be real. They they are spoiling for a fight on the majority of occasions, but they're fighting for a cause. You know, so they they have that passion. And um, but generally, other than that, the 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 method of living here is much more relaxed, you know. It's like, but it's is that because it's rural France that you're in? Oh, yeah. Look, because the cities in the big no, towns, I can tell you why. I mean, you got to forget the big cities because the big cities are all the same everywhere. You go to London, you go to Munich, you go to New York, you go to uh, LA. They're all the bloody same. You know, yeah. they're all full of people that don't actually live there. And they're all full of people that don't actually even come from the country that they're now living in. You know, that's true. So, so all the big cities are cosmopolitan. But when you get into real proper France, it's like it's a revelation because everything steps back in time, and, and it's so much. Everything's so much more relaxed, and and you know, it can be annoying if you're trying to get something done. But you know, you have to accept that what what we would 
think, you know, I'll call the plumber or whatever and we'll get the guy around tomorrow. Now, maybe you'll see him next week, <laughs> you know. And and it might depend on whether it's... Um, whether he's had a big lunch or not, whether let me let me let me pause you there because you're in rural France. The guy whose house is garden you're in currently is English, right? Yeah. And uh, your butcher <laughs> is Scottish. Yes, my butcher is Scottish. And then you've got a pub slash cafe restaurant down in the town owned by the English. Yeah, but that's not the one we forget. We go to the the French one. Yeah, because the English one want to make you do all the fucking track and trace QR bollocks, don't they? Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> and the French one are just like, no, fuck it, you do what you want. Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh, so there's, there's things. I saw a tweet today, French guy um, had a thing up in front of his restaurant saying, saying that zone, 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 oh, what was it? Zone, zone Liberté or something like that. You know, yeah. free zone. So no COVID, no track and trace. So he's on record as doing that. And, and then serving everybody, vaccinated yep, all right. No discrimination. And did you see the fight between the police and the sapper pompier? I did not. So the police and the firemen were fighting each other. Right. Why? Well, the firemen were on the side of the protesters. <laughs> the police were obviously trying to stop the protest. And it got physical. Now you oh. were, it, it wasn't just the firemen in regular clothes. It was firemen in full firefighting gear, helmets and everything. <laughs> oh, we are going to beat your skulls. And then and then and then you would not be able to put I, out the fire. Oh, I, I saw I saw I saw a fireman get thrown like six feet across the you know through the air onto the pavement. That's and then of course rude. all the Ridiculous. All the firemen could run it down and start beating up the cops. So that's fucking like, ridiculous, man. Yep. But hey, welcome to France. <laughs> welcome <laughs> to the, welcome to the dystopia, as uh, my friend Big Papa Klaus says. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, one of my friends has started a new YouTube channel, John. It's called Big Papa Klaus. Oh yeah, right. He's got a he's got a fucking full head rubber mask, yeah. and he's yeah, Klaus Schwab. Mask guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he released his first video today, and it's it's right. So in in the trailer he put out, okay. YouTube channel is Big Papa Klaus. Anybody watching or listening to this? In the trailer he put out, he had his, uh, you know, his Klaus Austrian accent. He's like, oh, Papa Klaus, he's coming for you and stuff. <laughs> In the video, he's forgotten his Austrian accent. Oh, and no. Klaus now sounds like he's from Nottingham. Oh. <laughs> other than that, it is fucking brilliant yeah it's fucking genius like i say <laughs> the the author of big papa klaus just put lol oops in the chat <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah other than that it's well edited it looks brilliant and it's just an absolute piss take on the situation that we're in right now and it, it is it's it's so absurd it's brilliant yeah, and, uh, the whole situation's absurd. Exactly. I mean, it, it, it's completely mental. Exactly. And it's I'm, like I, I tweeted the other day, and it got a, it got a few retweets and likes. The um, if you look back at, at the Chinese videos where people were dropping dead in the street, yep, they were completely absurd. 
when you and you look back at them and you think that's it's not even good acting. Nobody, no, but, but, nobody if, if, if he's dead, if he's dead, why is he putting his arms yeah, out? Well, to stop exactly. Him nobody dropping dead puts their hands out to break their fall. Yep. But yep. yeah, I mean Speaking the whole situation. Such a, I mean, it's like it's like trying to prank the world, you know. And and then the world fell for it, and then thought, oh, oh, we don't want to lose face. We'll just keep going, and it just but, gets. I mean, it's like it's like one of those mad, mad lies that people tell, and then it just compounds and compounds and compounds, and it gets worse and worse and worse, and then nobody'll break the lie because somebody's everybody's frightened to go, oh, not me, and then of course the four guys that do break the lie, i.e. the the black uh, black African and South American presidents, they get popped off. Don't they? Oh, good scene. I mean, well, allegedly. How, how long? How long is it going to be until Bolsonaro, you know, gets the? Oh well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they tried to stab him on the on the campaign trail. Well, they did yeah. stab him on the campaign trail a few years ago, didn't they? Yeah. And uh, now he's just been in the old hospital for for surgery. And then, did you see the video he put out yesterday, where he just started laying into the press, calling him the worst? You know, ripped off his mask and was like, "You're all fucking stupid," essentially. <laughs> Yeah, I thought this man's about to get fucking stabbed again. Yeah, that's yeah, all I thought. Don't, don't don't travel in small aircraft. Yeah, don't hang about hot tubs. Oh. <laughs> Um, so there's a whole load of things you don't do once you're uh, once you're on the targets. Once you're jet, once you are Bolsonaro, you just yeah, he'll, he'll a, probably he'll probably commit suicide with two to the head. I was gonna say it'll be two to the back of the head, and yeah, it'll be yeah. it'll be declared suicide. <laughs> um, I jumped up twice in the head. Yeah, okay. I, I so I've had a bit of a day today. I, this morning I posted up a video, John. Yeah. A video that's been doing the rounds in social media of uh, a couple inside an NHS hospital. Now, what I, I yeah, don't know. Hospital. So I I I am not hundred percent sure which hospital it is yet, but I have spoken yeah. to a representative for the family. Do we know what country it's in? It's here in England. Right. Okay. Okay. So um. No, I was I was just wanting to know the difference between the because there is a marked difference between child child law in England and Scotland. So it's here in England, and yeah. um, I am assuming. Well, I don't know what the criteria for viral is, John, but yeah. I shared this uh, ten hours ago, and it's been watched one hundred and thirty nine thousand times. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, I, I'm going to play the audio down here. So this is a. Uh, parents who are being told that uh, i'll give you the, the setup um that their baby that hasn't even been born yet i might add will be pcr tested and their refusal is going to invoke um the hospital calling social services uh let me just play it here Okay, we're we're buffering, John. <laughs> Why the fuck is it buffering on my phone? Huh? Right, I on. think we've been got up, mate. I think we've been got up. I'm. Uh, uh, right. Right. Because it is my property. 
So you will know the baby's in your abdomen. What, so you're saying then once the baby comes out, it's not my property no more. Yes, it is. I gave birth to okay, it. It's so got my blood running through its veins. Okay, Stacey, I'm just trying to explain to well, you. Well, you're not helping me. You see what you're doing? Right, now you're stressing. Now you're stressing. Oh, then make it with me. No, 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 no. Information. I'm going to stop you now because I don't want to hear no more of it. Okay, well, that's right. It's just my duty. Yes, and you don't want to name because you told me about five bloody times and I'm sick of hearing it. I don't need the stress. Once again, I'm looking stressed now. I haven't leaked all day. Now I'm leaking. Do you really think I need this bullshit about COVID when I've got a risk of losing my baby or possibly something like that? Exactly. You're more worried about the COVID than the baby. No, but it's COVID. So let's get our stuff and get out of here now because this is pissed me off. We're signing ourselves out now. They're not COVID testing my baby. Getting off. So we're going to, they said they're going to get security if we don't apply now. <laughs> this is wicked. Do you know this is going viral? Yeah? This is disgusting. I've been outside all day long, so I am not in your company because I know how you all feel. You know, I know you don't want me here, really. I know you don't want to have to do what you've got to do because of this stupid compliant, compliant crap. But I'm sorry, when it comes to care for a patient or something, you've got to understand and, and, and listen to what they're saying. You can't tell me that you get to give me the go, get to give me the say of what happens once my baby's born. I don't think so. I don't think so. Do you know what? I even spoke to a police officer. People like that. I've you spoke to doctors with nurses and everything. You can't do nothing to my baby without my permission. So can you... I'll stop you there. All right. End of. So, so um, just so that I'm clear, this will be documented in your notes that we have. OK. This is now going to go viral so no, you to, to, to other nurses, other nurses and social services as well. We will let the neonatal team that we've had... They already know. We already know our feelings. We already know our deal. And we will also... Um, How about COVID testing the baby? We will also the... Um, the uh, safeguarding team. So the safeguarding team, John, as you'll probably know as an ex-police officer, is the social services. Yeah, um, yeah. They have special safeguarding midwives um, who work for children's services instead of working for the hospital. Um, and uh, this is this is where we are. Well, you um, know, what? I've got, I've got to give, um, I've got to give that mother to be and her husband massive kudos for the way they, 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 they uh, purported themselves there because they were bang on the money. They weren't, they weren't terribly abusive. Oh, okay, a few swear words here and there, um, yeah. but they were, they were fairly calm and they put their point across very well, considering the situation that that nurse engineered. Because there's yes. no other way to, to describe that as an engineered situation. There was I no agree. for that. So you know why? Why would she even bring that up? It's just fucking ludicrous. It's ludicrous. It Absolutely is. ludicrous. And the thing is, having been in a hospital situations like that before, you know, with birth of children and whatever. Yeah. They try and take over. They do. They try and take over every oh, single part yeah. of proceedings. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, uh, you know, I've had two, two. My my son, um, yeah. my my wife was incredibly ill throughout the pregnancy yeah. with our son. Spent the last two and a half months of it as an inpatient. Yeah. Um, because uh, her hips displaced many months early and she couldn't walk. Yeah. Um, and uh, it got to a point where our son was born by emergency cesarean at 35 weeks uh, because all of the stress, distress, whatever, it got too much. I was in the room yeah. uh, for that. 
and then our daughter because of it ask you to wear a mask uh well nobody wore a mask the surgeon didn't wear a mask i didn't wear a mask the midwives didn't wear a mask and the students that were in there at both births as well did not wear and that was open abdomen surgery absolutely it was i mean and do you know what being the weird fucker i am i was just like let's have a look around this curtain (laughs) <laughs> I, I shouldn't I shouldn't I have I shouldn't have looked round the curtain, John. No. I, I knew a doctor once, right? And she was doing her she was doing her um her tra- she was finishing off, finishing off her training, she was doing her new residency in the hospital. Yeah. She did a surgical residency. And um and she confided in me that she found it difficult during surgery because the sight of all that raw meat always made her hungry. Fucking hell. <laughs> There's some weird fuckers out there. <laughs> speaking of raw meat, I'll, I'll tell you something, actually. Speaking of raw meat, I, I, I tweeted about this earlier, but um, I, I'm, I'm a man who likes his steak. Oh, I heard this, yeah. I, well, I saw your tweet. I saw your tweet. Tell so, me about that steak. How did you like, cook it? Like, well, I... I I seasoned it with just a bit, you know, a fair whack of salt and pepper on both sides. I let it sit for half hour beforehand. And this is my first... Come up room temperature? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is my first ever cut of ribeye. Normally... No, ribeye is a go-to steak. That's the only steak I eat. See, I've only ever had sirloin, rump. I've had T-bone before. But I've never... Because it's so fucking expensive... No, um, ribeye's not that expensive, but it's fatty. It's very fatty. Did it have nice marbling through it? Yeah, it does. So anyway, I just I just used the griddle pan and I cooked it rare. Right. Okay. So how did you tell me exactly how you cooked it? So right. pan on full bung, right? Yep. And how long? About about sixty seconds on each side. Right. Okay. So that I've seared the outside as well. Then how long did you let it rest? Probably five six minutes. Okay. I would have let it rest longer, but not too bad. Not too yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good. This and thing like just melted like butter, man. And did you have a sauce? Uh, 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 I just had a, just had a bit of barbecue sauce on the side, just a bit of barbecue right. sauce. I mean, I, I'm not the most adventurous eater on earth. My diet is meat and starch. That is it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, but oh my god, John, I was I was actually nearly crying when it was over. I, I, was that sad. I actually made my son cry. I made him that good a steak. And 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 this wasn't like this wasn't many years ago. This was like a, about a year ago. I made him a ribeye, and he sat down and he cut it a bit into it, and he started crying. It was that good. This guy's twenty. He, at that point, he was twenty-four years old. <laughs> I'm I'm thirty-two next month, John. Yeah. And that was my first. Um, that was my first time cooking a bit of ribeye. And uh, I will never, ever, ever buy another cut of beef again. Exactly. That's why it's my go-to steak. I just I, I don't buy anything other than ribeye. The only thing I need to do now is is find like a two-inch ribeye, like a two-inch thick yeah. ribeye. Yeah. Like, oh, that would be... the, the, the biggest problem in France is none of these fuckers know how to carve up a cow. No, that's true. And I mean, some of the steakhouses, the specialist steakhouses I've been to in that country, man, like yeah. the the cuts are just awful. Yeah. They're awful. Yeah. And you can understand why someone, you know, like like, like Gordon Ramsay or whatever can come over here and have a top notch restaurant because the cooking here isn't 
that great. And no? it's not, there's nothing to write home about. You French, say French that, cuisine, but, but doesn't French the world celebrate sure. French yeah, cuisine? I, um, I mean, they make fucking good bread. They make good bread and they make good, they make good patty. I'll give them that. Um, but and, and, and they make that cheeky little Sauvignon Blanc you're drinking oh, yeah, right that, now. They're wine, they're wine making's acceptable if they're not putting antifreeze in it. Remember that <laughs> backle. I suppose well, that's, yeah. one, that's the one saving grace about um, about drinking white wine. You would notice the blue tinge. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you remember the horse meat thing? That was sort of the horse when the beef was oh, replaced. You see, you see, the French, um, the French, the French will eat horse meat because of the. Have you ever tried oh, equine? I haven't. I haven't. But it's good. If, if you think about, if you think about what happened after the Second World War, right? Yeah. The, the France, France was decimated as a country because yeah, it, it had been, it'd been through a war and they got humped and then the, so they got humped on both sides because they had the Germans coming in and doing it and then the British and the Americans come in and humped the Germans out so the country's fucking wrecked there's yeah. nothing left to eat you know because everything, everybody's been running tanks over all the fields so everything's gone and then the British and the Americans fuck off back home leaving all their horses behind which nobody had a use for, because there's, you know, okay, you can use a horse to play a field, but if you've got a tractor or, or a spare tank, you'll just use that instead. Yeah. So what did they do? They ate the horses. They did indeed. And, yeah, they did. Right. So it's right, so I'll try and describe it to you. Go um, on. So it's like a, a, it almost tastes like beef, but yeah. it's far deeper in flavour. So is it, um, is it like, is it as far as a venison or is, do you got to come back a bit? To come back a bit from a venison. Right, okay. But um, but it's An good. ostrich? It, uh, have you eaten kangaroo, John? Kangaroo? I was going to say kangaroo. Well, it, I've it's, eaten kangaroo cock, but I have eaten kangaroo. It's kind of like kangaroo, but it's, no, it's a, a bit... It's like a giant rabbit. So yeah, but a bit more beefy. Um. Yeah. And yeah, you, you know. Oh, the special. Wait, let me tell. Sorry, carry on. N- Natasha, Natasha says kangaroo is nasty, right. and and Jesse says, "You Ben, please tell me you're joking." Um, no, oh, I like oh, meat. I like yeah. meat. We're carnivores. We're, we're carnivores, but we're, yeah. Well, carnivore mostly in my case, but oh, yeah, and you know what? Can I went on a carnivore diet and lost pounds and pounds and pounds. You will. I, I will be going back on it shortly. Uh, yeah, anyway, we'll lose money. Yeah, money. You'll lose money, especially in France. Fucking hell! Remind me about the special on Intermarché, and I'll tell you about what that was today. Right. Go on in. Oh, you want to, right? Okay, I'll tell you. Now. So the 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 promo, the special on Intermarché today, was. Whole rabbit, right? Nicely packaged in a box, okay. Yep. Bent in half, kind of, with right. its gills and with its, its organs still there, but all on display, so as you could see <laughs> that the heart, liver, and kidneys were there, right? okay. And its head was still on. <laughs> the only the only saving grace, right, was they had put the price ticket over its eyes. Fucking hell. <laughs> And what was the price of the rabbit in Intermarché? Oh, it was called a standard lapin. <laughs> yeah. 
and it was uh, I think it was uh, four euro seventy for a whole rabbit. I mean, oh, you go yeah. down to you go down to fucking Pesa Highway, you try and buy one alive. They want like thirty five quid. The robbing bastards. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, the eyeballs are a delicacy. Uh, I'm, just like, I'm... Uh, just like in I don't know some Middle Eastern country or whatever. <laughs> Natasha says that's a really good price rabbit. It's lovely. <laughs> Have you had rabbit? Have you I've, eaten rabbit? I've not. That's one somewhere I haven't I've, been myself. I've had rabbit, and um, it, it tastes a bit like a slightly chewy chicken. Okay. Okay. Um, I put it in a in a roll, and I yep. called it bun ra- bunny rabbit. <laughs> 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 Natasha says yum yum you sick people <laughs> uh, Jess is horrified Jess Alex? is fucking horrified man what who why Jess my, my, my regular co-host is she a she's, vegan no she says she's gonna throw up and uh, the, uh, then she said my nana used to make rabbit nope uh, uh, and Natasha says she also likes Bambi bolognese and burgers yeah why not yeah, yeah. Ven- I, I actually think venison a, a just a tad strong. I, I I'm 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 I I take venison in, in in small doses. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's not it's not it's not my it's not my favorite. Um, my favorite meat on earth is lamb. I fucking love oh, lamb. I love lamb. Um, lamb is just oh, lamb's just. And the French are not big lamb eaters. No, so I imagine well, it's quite actually, cheap then. You, you don't fight, no, you don't find lamb very often. You, uh, you only get tiny portions, and it's been hacked about a bit as well. Um, Aldi and Lidl are quite good because they'll sell new, a leg of New Zealand lamb. Ooh. So that's the, they're not too bad. Um, but lamb's not cheap here. It's like a leg of lamb's like 20 euros. See, that's cheaper than what you'll get a leg of lamb for here at the moment. You're looking like really? for a decent sized leg of lamb. If yeah. it's not on offer, you're looking 22, 24 quid here at the moment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. When I went, it was like 10 quid for a leg of lamb. Yeah, no, you can get you can get um ten quid leg of lamb. Well, you can get ten quid half leg of lamb, maybe around when they're on special offer. So, oh yeah, yeah, they're, they're, it's just so expensive here now, and um, I love it. I fucking love it, but it's it's just not cheap. Yeah. But um, oh, man, this is this is this is turning into one uh one hell of a conversation, really, isn't it? Um, <laughs> well, that's the beauty. You never know what's going to happen on this channel. You just never know. So uh, Natasha says lamb hearts are super tasty. It's, it, I'm not a great fan of offal. No, I'm not a fan of offal at all. And this woman's had eight children, so we excuse her being strange. Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, not, I, I do like a bit of steak and kidney. Um, yeah, yeah, steak and kidney... And small dough and a pie, yeah, that's okay. I can I can live with that, but I'm not a great fan. I'm, I'm not really a liver and onions guy. I don't really do that. I mean, Lisa here says she could really live without me. I, I think if I did live without me, I would die because <laughs> that's pretty much all I fucking <laughs> eat. <laughs> Something posted a picture the other day of some vegan from Facebook, and she was going, you know, she was showing her muscles and and going, "This is uh, this is vegetable strength, right?" She yeah. looked like she was made of noodles. 
<laughs> I mean, you could see every sinew in her body, not because it was that there were particularly <laughs> big muscles, it's because there was absolutely no fat on her whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I, I just said, she looks like she's suffering from a lack of protein and fat-soluble vitamins, because she just looked like death. I mean, what people don't seem to understand is fats are good for you. A lot yeah. of fats are good for you. Oh, you, you go back to it. If you want to go back to it, it's, uh, it's all Ansel Adams' fault. Mm. The guy that came up with the, uh, the you know, fat is bad cardiovascular thing, the inverted yes. pyramid, where he's yes. got, you know, the wrong thing at the top and the bad stuff at the, the you know, sorry, he's got the bad stuff at the top and the wrong thing at the... The bottom, he's good. This is it. Bread and starches are your staple. No, they shouldn't be. Protein, no. should, protein and fats should be your staples. Yeah, and I mean, your diet should, your diet should be composed of seventy percent fat. But the thing is, I would probably be. I will probably be extremely lean again yeah. when when you know all of the coke works it works way out of my yeah, system yeah. purely yeah, because of my diet. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, I rarely eat chips and stuff like that. Um, yeah. If I'm going to have a potato, I'll have a baked potato, you know, yeah. um, or, or or roast potatoes if I'm making a roast. But um, I, 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 I like to eat fresh meats as pretty much anything that I can have as a meal. Yeah. Um, we, we had a good dinner tonight. We had the... Uh... We had a barbecue, so it was um, there was pork, chicken, and some smoked ham, and along with that, we just had a salad. So that that's all right. I can deal deal with that. I mean, uh, where was my invite? No, oh, hey, it's an open door, mate. Come in. <laughs> I, I, I need I need to come to the south of France now just to have a barbecue. Southwest. Southwest. Yeah, France. because we're on we're. We're on the Atlantic coast, so you got to remember, this isn't the south of France, this is the southwest. How's so, the weather today, John? The weather, um, I think it's actually quite cool. What is it? Uh, the weather is 20, 22. Oh, that's cool. I think, yeah, it was about 26 at, at you know, 2 or 3 o'clock, it was about 26 degrees. So it's yeah. quite cool today. It's amazing. It is actually amazing how you start to climatise because if I was in Scotland and I said it was 26 degrees, I'd be like, I'm fucking melting. Yeah, you would, you would be. I'm sitting sitting by the fridge with the door open. I was going to say, if you were were sitting in Scotland and it was 26 degrees, you'd you'd just think your your thermometer's broken. You'd just be like, it can't be 26 degrees. (laughs) No, I don't. Um, it's like Al Gore was right it is global warming oh, oh my god <laughs> fucking hell <Al. sighs> on that um, I, had a, I had a fantastic podcast on Sunday just before we did our live one with yes. uh, Latimer Alder so, you did you said uh, yeah. yesterday I had a full day of editing and I got I, I got us caught up so all our episodes are back online so um, this one, this one will be edited and back up to, and up tomorrow. I moved us. I made sure that we're on all possible platforms. So we're on okay. Apple, we're on um, Amazon, we're on Google, we're on Stitcher. Um, what else is it? We're on Spotify, and I think we're on a thing called Freedom Radio. So, so what you're telling me is people can go to 
pretty much all of the major platforms to hear yeah. two people waffle on about meat. Yes, yes. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and they'll love it. They will love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, if they don't, well, that's because the, the 15... Obviously, you know how I always put like an intro on that. Well, maybe you don't because you've probably never listened to any of the shit you've produced. But <laughs> I put an intro at the start and then I have the music intro and then we go into the podcast proper. And right. the intro is a clip from the podcast. Right. So I scan the podcast for suitable clips and and... By God, we I was talking some shit on Sunday, wasn't I? We both were, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> we both were, but they I love think, it. I think the classic was when you said how much it was for a pint of a, a, a liter of water. Yeah. And I said, I think I'd be drinking my own fish at this point. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that the clip? <laughs> no, that wasn't the clip. <laughs> our, our special tenth anniversary edition got two clips. Oh, uh, well, well, Jess says vegans will hate this episode. Yeah, well, look, hey, I'll be honest. I can't understand vegans. I I can't understand. I can't understand vegans. anyone that would willingly choose to forgo meat. I mean, Adam, our tech guy, right? He mm-hmm. says he's he, he says he's a vegetarian, but he eats fish, right? right? And then he said to me the other day, he said, I'm a vegetarian until I get to a McDonald's. <laughs> And I was like, the fucking idiot when he gets to McDonald's, isn't he? Why would you go to eat meat? Why would you eat it from McDonald's? Well, you got say, you got a steak, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Miller and Carter and order a ribeye, for God's sake. Come round here and I'll cook you a fucking ribeye. Yeah, yeah, fuck me. Don't go to don't go to McDonald's and eat the shit that they. I mean, you've no idea what's in that because, yes, it might be made with 100% meat, but that doesn't mean it's made from 100% meat. See, <laughs> I'll eat chicken on the bone from KFC because I know that it's fresh chicken delivered daily, yeah, and it's okay. just fresh fresh chicken portions. Yeah, it's fucking deep fried and it's, shit, but I enjoy hard, it. It's hard. It's hard to hide a portion of chicken. Right. Exactly. Right. But see this is this all goes back this goes back to our COVID thing, if we actually want to tie it back to that. It's all about the use of language, isn't it? And McDonald's with uh, made with one hundred percent beef died with COVID <laughs> or as opposed to died from COVID and see, made with are made from 100% beef. So there's a difference. You can actually make beef burgers just from beef if you wish. You know, believe it or not, people, you can have a beef burger that's just beef, but no, no one chooses to do that because they fill it full of shit to make the beef go further. Well, I will say this. The Aberdeen Angus quarter pounders, you get them in a four-pack from Iceland. You know Iceland? Yeah, yeah. Right? Aberdeen Angus quarter pounders, they come in a four-pack. They're three pounds, yeah? Right. the ingredients are 99% Aberdeen Angus beef, 1% salt and pepper. That's good. That's, yeah. that, see, you can do it. And you can yeah. do it cheaply if you do it right. Now, say that, it, doesn't, it, doesn't say, it doesn't say what cut that Aberdeen Angus oh, no, beef. It's got to be the shittiest yeah. cut going, yeah. isn't it? You've probably got a, the odd bit of rectum and lip in there as well. But I'm hey, not going to lie to you. They taste pretty good. They taste all right. What the hell? Yeah, they, you know, they taste pretty good. And if I'm going to get burgers, like for a yeah. barbecue or something like that, they're what I'm going for rather than 
the shit you're going to get. Like, oh, in the fresh counter in Tesco's, you look at it and they're like, 48% beef. Then what the fuck else is in there, you know? Here's a, here's a tip for our listeners, because this is here's our educational segment, okay? See when you look at the back of a packet and it lists the ingredients? Yes. The ingredient with the most quantity comes first. Now, yes. they might not tell you what the percentages are, but the most quantity always comes first, and then it proceeds in descending order. So if you're buying sausages and you find pork is about fifth or sixth in the list, they're not fucking pork sausages. Well, no, we, <laughs> see, we've, we've bought, uh, we, we found a new brand of sausages, well, new to us, called like Harry and Jim's or something like that, because I'm not the yep. biggest sausage fan. But these things are like uh, 82% pork, and I'm like, well, for a sausage... That's pretty that's, high fucking content. Heck, heck are pretty good. Yeah. Heck sausages are really high in protein. And uh, this, but this is the thing: when it comes to me and meats, I I I need as the the best bang for my buck if I'm going to yeah. get a meat product. I want as much meat in my meat product as fucking possible, <laughs> and that's why when I when I go for burgers, I go for things like the fucking Iceland ones, right? Their own brand. They're yeah, free. That's fine. They're, what the hell? If you 99% like, right? Aberdeen Angus beef, 1% salt and pepper. I'm yeah, fucking but, taking that, you but, know. But don't don't stop. I mean, if, you're, if your morals are that you have to be a vegetarian, don't break it for fucking McDonald's. Well, this is it. I, I mean, I'm not sure that he's morally a vegetarian more than he's just easier. Um, I'm not I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I, I'm not sure how that works. But yeah. what I what I will say is like he, you know when we were when we were in London together, uh, he 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 got himself like a tuna salad for lunch. Um, okay. So he was eating fish. Um, but what do you call that then? A pescatarian? Pescatarian, maybe. Yeah. But what I what I will say is this: um, I think vegans are fucking nuts. <laughs> well, Ben, Ben, don't sugarcoat it, mate. Just see what you think. <laughs> I think they're fucking nuts. That's, that's like Boris Johnson saying fucking anti-vaxxers are nuts. <laughs> he was saying that. Oh, look at these. What do you think of these anti-vaxxers? They're bloody nuts. <laughs> what you... What, this is the thing. I want these people to define what an anti-vaxxer is. Well, it appears to be someone who can think critically and question the efficacy of a, of a of a vaccine that's been rushed out and not been properly tested and has no long-term uh, benefit or or risk uh, allocated to it because I, I i mean i i am i am in no way never have been we we've never promoted advocated anti-vax or anything of the sort no. on this chat we just we're, we're pro-freedom we're pro-bodily autonomy and we're pro-choice um and also i would always advise if people are gonna enter into a medical procedure that they give informed consent and by giving informed consent you need to know all the facts and i don't think the facts are available especially for the medium to long term they're definitely not so with those facts not being available I don't think people are giving informed consent. That's just my personal opinion. And if they're not being told that there's serious risk of adverse reactions or certain types of adverse reactions, John's now fucking tiny. Oh. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> 
That's the rest. <laughs> Sorry. Pick me up, you fucker. Pick me up. <laughs> right, carry on. No, you, you were on a good roll there. I, I just don't think that, that people are giving informed consent, John. I, I don't think the possibility for informed consent is there. I, um, to be honest, I don't think I don't think anyone ever gives informed consent in the NHS because you never get told. Are you, well, OK, I, I'll rephrase that. You get told the bare minimum about the procedures that's going to go down. Yeah. You don't get you, any time to make up your mind and you don't get true. time to research. This is this is true. Uh, Lisa said you looked like a borrower. Do you remember the film The Borrowers? <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. Um, I'm going to play you another clip, John. Oh, this is oh. this is a clip field night. This is talk radio presenter Patrick Christie's. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on the 4 p.m. slot uh, on weekdays. Just listen to what he said here. Um, and I, I kind of sympathise with him. Hold on. Pressure into it. I refuse to have the jab. Four times, okay? I didn't want it. I didn't want it. And everyone I spoke to was saying to me, get it, get it, get it. They looked at me like I was an idiot, although I get that quite a lot, as you can imagine. And I just said, no, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. And then eventually, I went and got it. But I must say, I felt so pressured into it. So pressured into it. Unbelievably so. I felt coerced into putting a needle into my body and injecting myself with a liquid that I'm not 100% sure about. And I know the science is there, and I'm not saying that I think this thing is deadly or anything like that. I personally was not sure about it, and I didn't want it. And I think that's a terrible world to live in. People might be saying that I gave in because I wanted to go abroad or I wanted to go to nightclubs. To be honest with you, you're kind of right, and I feel really bad about it. I don't feel great about myself. I feel like I've betrayed some of my own principles. I'm supposed to be my own man and follow my own gut. And I feel as though I gave in, actually. I gave in. And I imagine a lot of you feel that way. If you have had the jab, do you feel like you were forced into it? Do you feel like you were coerced into having it? 03444991000. Get this. When I went into the vaccination centre, right, I was berated for not getting the jab sooner. So I've gone there. I don't want to be there. I visibly don't want to be there. I don't want this thing. And then when I do get in there, they go, well, you're part of the problem. Why didn't you have it sooner? What was it? What were you afraid of? I nearly lumped them and walked out, to be perfectly honest with you, but I didn't, obviously, because there's rules at a vaccine centre. But how silly I am, you know? They say, oh, how silly you are. How silly you are not getting... That's wrong! We're being coerced by politicians, the medical community, the media, and vast ways of the public, because if you don't have it, you're an anti-vaxxer. You're a Tim Fallout conspiracy theorist. You're a scumbag if you don't have the vaccine. That's the world we live in now, and I hate it. I absolutely hate it. That's no way to do things. But I do want to know from you, have you had it? Will you have it? Why haven't you had it? What are the rules? Do you feel as though you're being selfish? That number 03444991000. I don't think you're selfish if you don't get the jab. At the end of the day, if all the vulnerable people and the vast majority of people who have had it have been vaccinated, I suspect you're probably about as likely to kill someone driving home from work as you are by giving them the virus. That's if, of course, all these vaccines work like they're supposed to. So that's, that's fair summation. So that's uh, Shalini. That is Patrick Christie's talk radio host. It was uh, on his show this afternoon uh, around about 4 p.m. Um, what do you what do you what do you make of that, John? I it it, it sounds a bit like. It sounds a bit like another lame attempt to make people go and get the jag. 
Well, yes and no, because he is saying he doesn't, you know. Yeah, I know, I know, but. But, um, what, you know do, what? what do you. Why, why cave? If you've refused four times, why cave? This, you know? this, this is it. Um, uh, uh, well, he, he, he you know, maybe... you're either, you're either, there's three options here. You're either in hook, line and sinker and going to get it, right? Yeah. You're totally against it and nothing's going to change you. Or you're a fence sitter, right? And you're not sure. Now, he's not a fence sitter. He knew that he didn't want it because it's an untested product. Yeah. And there's an element of risk with it. And the risk-reward ratio doesn't stack up. Not for his age group, because he appears to be, like, maybe in his 20s. Yeah, so um, it just doesn't stack up. It doesn't... I mean... The risk reward ratio doesn't stack up until you're fucking a hundred and two, you know. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and even then, it doesn't stack up because let's face it, you're going to die anyway, you know. This is it. Uh, it's very. It's. I. I. The thing is, I appreciate the candid honesty in which he said, you know, did I do it to go on holiday and and yeah, go to yeah. clubs? He went, yes, I probably did. Right. Um, I appreciate that candid honesty, especially like Shalini just said, and talk radio too. Like, you know, actually saying it um, on the air and being that candid and saying he felt pressured into it, he felt coerced, um, and he didn't want it. And yeah. uh, people will know well, my, my uh, wife. Yeah, no, right, carry on, sorry. My wife had her first, people know this, right? Yeah. And she's not going for her second. Yeah. But one thing I will say is this. Every single person she interacted with at the centre, she told she didn't want it, right? Mm -hmm. She said, I feel pressured into this. I feel coerced into this. Uh, one of the guys uh, at the top of the stairs, because you have to go downstairs into into the, it's in a basement, right, essentially, the one she went to, was like, are you excited? And she went, no, no, I'm not. I feel pushed and pressured into this so that I can give my kids a normal life, yeah? Um, and despite the fact she told every single person at the every point she, she met that she yeah. didn't want it, they still happily gave her it. Yeah, nobody turned around and gone and said, well, why don't you go home and think about it for a week? No. no. Yeah. Which no. is what which is what any sensible person would do. Is it not? Well, this is it. Um this, this is it. See, this is this is the whole fucking thing is mental because I have gone through fifty-nine years of life with the doctor telling me, You've got a virus, go home, take a couple of paracetamol and have yeah. a and take plenty of fluids, yeah. right? And that's it. That's all we yeah. can do, okay? And now suddenly, suddenly, out of fucking nowhere, we have a vaccine that can cure a disease during, a, not not after the pandemic, but during a pandemic. Yeah. Which, if you listen to world-renowned Nobel Prize-winning virologists, you yep. must not do. You must not vaccinate during a pandemic because... You will create variants and make the whole situation worse, right? So either this isn't a pandemic or we're not getting a real vaccine, which is another subject altogether, or 
It's just a fucking shit show. Well, I always call it on my show. Uh, anyone that comes on my show is only allowed to call it the alleged pandemic for a reason. Yeah. Um, we call it the alleged pandemic uh, because I have eyes. You have eyes, John. Everybody that yep. watches our shows yep. has eyes. And um, despite the fact that people... Uh, lock themselves in their homes uh, willingly because nobody actually... This is another thing. I'm, I'm going... Right. Fuck it. Rant time. Um, <laughs> lockdowns were never imposed on us, John. No. We, we imposed them on ourselves um, because every single person made the conscious decision to lock themselves in their home. They made the conscious decision to close their businesses. They decided to do it by themselves of their own volition because at any point they could have turned around and said no not doing that and 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 at what point does it become you know people people still screeching now john they're saying oh we could be locked down again the only people that can lock you down is you right they're the only people that can lock you down the government can't lock you down the police can't lock you down if they tell you to lock down you just turn around and say fuck yourself and then there's no lockdown yes yes and no I suppose we we, we, we did that we um, we said fuck it we're not we're not shutting the gym we kept open we kept running okay. and we we just asked people to, to book in and when they came up we let them in and you know they just worked out as normal and, uh, and the police turned up okay and they said we'll be reporting you to the council um, and we said right okay big deal and um, if it happens again we'll, we're going to let it go on this occasion but if it happens again we'll come back and we'll arrest everyone in the in the gym not we'll arrest you we'll arrest everyone in the gym staff and members and the, and as as a business owner I can't let that happen to my staff and I can't let that happen no, to yeah, my, I get that. My, my clientele, you know? So that's, you know why we, that's why we we eventually closed. Do you but, know I mean, what? I'm going to run it for in. about six weeks. I'm going to step in and say that all of your fellow businesses around you should have backed you and they <laughs> yeah. should have done the same thing. They should have all opened their doors, John, because if you'd all done it, they yeah, could no. have done a fucking yeah. well, that, thing. You're right. And if they'd all done it, they would never have found us because they would they would just they wouldn't have been able to do anything. Of course but they wouldn't. To get to get people to go against the edict of you know the Stasi that runs Scotland, it's just it's not gonna happen because they worship they literally worship um the the ground that she walks on. And they do because she's broken so many laws now, you know. Yeah, and, I know. and the amount of shit she did to Alex Salmond, in fact, right? And I don't yeah. like him. I don't like him. I don't but like what him. she did to him is fucking disgraceful. And I don't even know how much we're allowed to actually talk about it because there are publication fucking banned through court on some of the stuff oh, that well, she did. Don't apply here. Well, they don't apply to you, but they apply to me, <laughs> right? Yes. So all you need to do is tell me what to say, and I shall say it. <laughs> this is it. I, I will have to do that off stream, though. Um, yeah, but you can send me a message, and I can read it out. <laughs> <laughs> so, I can um, be a puppet. <laughs> Adam, 
Adam, our tech guy, has never called this a pandemic, right? He's always called it a non-high-consequence infectious disease event. Which is exactly what it is, 19th yeah. of March. Yes. 19th of March, 2020. Yep. It was declassified. So, uh, the high-consequence infectious disease left. So Plus, he calls it the non-high consequence. And that, and that was, that was what, three days before the fucking impossible lockdown? Yeah. Mental. And it's uh, never changed. We'll classify this disease. Oh, but we're going to lock you down for your own safety. Fucking. It's your own safety, guys. We're going to destroy millions of lives. We're going to destroy millions of livelihoods. We're going we're gonna to fuck everybody's life up. Um, and we will be the single source of truth. Uh, oh, yeah. We'll be the single source of truth, yeah. Yeah. If you believe any of that shit you find on Facebook, it's not truth because it's not come from me, Jacinda, you know. Um, <laughs> fucking Shalini says, uh, this would have been all over last year if all these places had defied and stayed open. Shalini, this should have been over. This should have been over by the beginning of May. In fact, it effectively was May 2020. Yeah. yeah. Because it had all finished by then. But once a government gets to a point where it has so much power, there is no way for them to relinquish that. No way. Absolutely not. And and initially, initially I was wrong. I thought it was all about saving face and, you know, looking for an exit clause. You know, because they so did I to begin with. Sorry? So did I to begin with. That was March and yeah. April twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah, and I thought I thought, you know, maybe they're just a little bit incompetent and they're looking for a way out without losing any voters and all that. And I gave them the benefit of the doubt. And I was so wrong because they are just so fucking crazed by the power that they will never give this up. So see, I nailed my colours to yeah. I nailed my colours to the vaccine passport mask publicly in May 2020. You That's did. when I yes. that, when I nailed my colours to the, that mask, and I was called everything. Yeah. I was called every name under the sun. And was I right, John? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> I, I have I have been on Facebook about ten times since then because I just can't take all the pish. I don't go on it. Occasionally, I just want to drop a truth bomb and then fuck off again. Because <laughs> they are the 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 people on Facebook are like, it's like, it's like cult. It's a cult. It is. There was a guy on the. There was a guy on Twitter today. <laughs> I replied to him. I think it was uh, who was it. I think it was Ivor Cummings or something. Like that. I replied to him saying it's because it, oh no, it was James Melville. James Melville had tweeted that um, despite the mask mandate finishing, cases have dropped like twenty five percent between this week and last week. It was fifty percent. Or fifty percent, yeah. Yeah. And and I said, oh, where have we seen this before? You know, Florida, Texas, almost every yep. U.S. state. And some guy comes back and goes, oh, I, I think you're not keeping up with the U.S. You know, cases are rising in the U.S. But no, hold on. What does it fucking matter? That doesn't. It doesn't, but the fact still is, every time a state dropped a mask mandate, cases went down. They plummeted. Yeah. And then I checked this guy's profile and I thought, holy shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> this was a bedwetter extraordinaire. And I thought, <laughs> tell you what, 
I'm just going to leave it there and see if he comes back. Maybe he hasn't. He hasn't bothered. So I was going to fucking eviscerate him, but I thought, fuck it. It's not worth. It's not worth it because these guys are just they're just retarded. There's I no mean, for it. I mean, you said it. You said it. Uh, but I wouldn't disagree. I, I I wouldn't disagree. Like they are, they're in a cult. They're absolutely mm-hmm. in a cult. They yeah. are. So so the tenets of, of of cults. You know what what are we looking at here? Everything that is said is true. It is the truth. It is the only truth, and no evidence is required for it to be that truth. Yeah. Um, blind devotion, pure devotion, um, and attacking and excommunicating and disconnecting from people who will not agree with the narrative. Yep. It's exactly what, why do you think we're seeing so much of this, um, you know, trying to shame, uh, people who aren't treated because, uh, it's, it's not, it's not going along with the cult, the hive mind. It's not going along with the narrative. And so they are evil. They must be excommunicated. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, the one thing that gives me hope is that because there is still so much pressure to get the vaccine, I have to think that their figures are completely fabricated and there's a lot more of us not had it than See, had I've, it. I, I've heard 8 million in this country uh, without, that have not, I've heard 8 million. Right. Now, okay. if that is the case, um, I say to those 8 million, obviously, if you wish to go and if you if it's just you haven't got round to it and you wish to go and do it, do what you got to do. It's your body. It's yeah. your choice, ultimately. Mm-hmm. But if those of you that are holding out and saying, I don't want this, hold the line, yeah. because if you don't and if you give in, those passports are guaranteed. Now, I've seen people saying, oh, Boris is, is saying to the backbenchers that the passports are not actually happening. It's just a threat to get the young people to go out and get treated. Why? But why? Why? You know, what? This is this is the part. This is the part I don't get. Why do they have to fucking stab everybody? Is it, you know? Because because. It's another lie to the backbenchers because, as I've always said, I've nailed my colours to this mask since May 2020. It is all about the system. It has always been about the system. And we see this new app coming in as well where if you submit to it, you know, and tell them what you're buying in the supermarket and tell Uh them them what exercise you're getting, you get your treats. You get your freebies. And at what point do they go, oh, well, we've got this NHS app and we've got this... NHS app, wouldn't it be good if we just put them together into one convenient app for you? Um, this is how it begins, okay? Yeah. And I always used calorie intake um, as as an extreme example of what they could demand of you to keep your tick green on this app, right? When I said they would expand it, you know, well, it's two jabs at the moment, and then it could be, you know, your boosters, and then I said it could get to the point where if you're consuming too many calories, your tick to life goes red, right? Yeah. This is it. It's fucking happening, yeah. John. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it is. And you know what? That That is so fucking flawed, it's unbelievable because I can eat 5,000 calories a day and lose weight. This is it. Because calories actually are just an arbitrary figure. It's what you eat and when you eat it that makes the difference. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, so 
So do you, you, your your contention is that the jab doesn't count? It doesn't matter what's in it or whatever. No, never it's, have that. It's purely about a social engineering exercise yes. to bring about you know. And the, that's the always been my people. contention. Right. So. The, the, I I can understand that, but I still don't understand why I, you can do that without without this this continual pressure for people to get actually vaccinated. No, 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 you can't. No, you can't. And that's why one is not enough, John. That's why one is not enough as well. Is because you need to you need to prove that you're the good citizen. You need to get two. All right, one's not enough. You need to prove it. You need to prove your worth. And and that's what social credit is, is proving yeah. you're a good citizen. And you will do as you are told, as you are asked, as the party wishes you to do. So what's what's in the jag then? What's in the vaccine? Is it because why then are people dying from it? Well, the other thing we need to look at, right? So uh, I always like to take everybody's point of view in, into account from all sides as well. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a comedian, um, uh, and Adam was with me as well. Uh, his name is Danny Shine. He's on YouTube as a, as the social experimentalist, okay? Yeah. And he made a point the other day on the Monday at the protest, which has kind of resonated with me a little bit, right? I haven't done a deep dive into it, but he said... If people want to look at the average age of the COOF deaths and say, well, they're around, you know, the average age of death. He said, why don't we look at the average age of the jab deaths as well and see what they are? Right. And that that point kind of stuck in my mind a little bit. Now, I don't know the answer to it. And I know there are people of young age um, dying or youngish age. Um, yeah. But that stuck in my mind as well, because if we find that the average F is the age of death with it is still over 82 or around about that then maybe that contention doesn't matter i don't know okay i don't know but what i what i will say is there is something in that needle that's it's not a saline solution at all and yeah. um, there are people dying of complications linked to it like lisa shaw for example bbc uh, she died of brain clots yeah. is it an actual attempt at a coronavirus vaccine that's just not very good? Maybe. This, this is the part, right? So this is the part that I find it... I struggle to think, how can this be real? Because from from having no coronavirus vaccine ever, not one that's ever worked, right? Yeah. They've always killed all the tests. I agree. Them, right? So they've, they've never worked in, in God knows what, 40 years? Yeah. yeah. Never, not once have they managed to, to make a coronavirus vaccine. And now we have, what is it, nine? All developed by nine or ten different companies working alone over the last nine months. I, I, I will tell you whatever is in those needles is a bit shit. Yeah. So whatever, whatever is it, it, it's clearly a bit shit at the very, at the very least. It's you know, 
like I said, we have to play devil's advocate. We have to play people on their own terms sometimes. Yeah. Right? And obviously the people in charge from their own rhetoric, from the way that they act, um, don't think it cures coronaviruses or, or immunizes against well, them. It doesn't, it doesn't work, does it? Because Well, they I mean, don't think it does because well, if they thought it did... Yeah, well, see, this is the. I mean, the, the, we, we talked about this the other night. It's a logical fallacy for a virus pass, uh, vaccine passport when both people still can carry the virus and transmit it. Exactly. Yeah, so there's no and, point. There's no point. Yes. Um, I, I, I think there's something, I still think there's something sinister going on around the actual injection about the contents of that vial. And and you could well be right, and I'm not saying you're wrong at and all. As what as, I'm saying is, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I, I never... don't know either. I don't know either. But I think we're going to know come October, because I everything think you could be everything right. is targeted for September. I everything think you could be right. Yeah, everything's coming, and it needs to be done by September. This needs to be done by September. You need to have your drags by September. Yeah, what the fuck? Because flu season starts in October. Yeah. I mean, of course it does, yeah. Yeah. Of course it does. And uh, so we've got here, um, Adam says um, that even the doctor that invented the mRNA vaccine said these vaccines are shit. And he did. Uh, Luke Montagni, guy. Okay. Was it? But, oh, no. Uh, I, no, I, somebody, think, I forget his else. name, but, but I know he's getting death threats. Yeah. yeah. He's getting death threats for speaking out. Um, well, see, it's not it's not a vaccine. That's not how a vaccine works. Well, an mRNA shot doesn't appear to be like a traditional vaccine. Anyway, I I I I mean, once again, Malone is his name. Says Shalini, um, Doctor Malone, uh, who invented the vaccine. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I've never been particularly anti-vax. I've had a few vaccines. Um, You've had the yellow but, fever, haven't you? Well, uh, no, uh, well, yeah, I've had the yellow fever and I've had cholera as well. Yeah. Um, not the diseases, the vaccines. Um, oh, well, yeah, if you had yellow fever, you'd probably be dead. Well, there's a 50-50 chance. Yeah, yeah, you'd... you'd, you'd, you'd. Yeah. So, so the thing is, um, I'm not anti-vax, right? But, but the... Uh, <sighs> what am I trying to say? It's like... When you when you start digging into the whole efficacy of vaccines, because because of all this, you do your research. Okay, yes. so you look into things in more detail, and then you start looking at vaccines, and then you start looking at how many people died. And and somebody tweeted the other day about, oh, if you think um, if you think vaccines don't work, just walk around a graveyard and look at all the kids that died before the fifties. I saw this meme. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What a load of bullshit that means. Yeah, but. But that's the kind of shit that they're trying to fight you with. Now, you look at that and you think, yeah, okay, he's got a point. Childbirth deaths were higher, yeah? Yeah. But there are, there are sound reasons for that. Sound yeah, well, uh, well yeah. especially, you know, it's sanitation more than anything. Well, yeah, that's this is where I'm coming to, because when you then look at vaccines and when they were introduced, deaths had plummeted before every vaccine was introduced. So we have an article on our website at dissentmedia.co.uk. It's written by Adam, um, our tech guy, and it, it talks about how um, uh, anti-vaxxers actually ended up 
revolutionizing healthcare and creating higher sanitation and stuff like that. It's a really interesting read. Better, better right? hygiene, better sanitation, better food. Yeah, that's, I, that's what makes people live longer. Well, well, of course. Um, it, and Adam says it's from Leicester University papers. Um, yeah, it's and like I say, it's on our website at dissentmedia.co.uk, and it's it's very interesting read. And, and it, the other interesting point though is the one vaccine that's gone up since they introduced it is polio. Right. Because polio is actively causing outbreaks in in countries like Africa, Indonesia, have, and India right now. I mean, I have seen even mainstream articles report on this. Um, yeah. yeah, well, but, the, the WHO admitted that. <laughs> well, this is it. And... Um, this 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 is this is it. Now I'm I'm I am all for I am all for anything that can make us healthier, happier, live longer. I'm all for it. Um but I'm also all for people having the right to choose. And that's what I've that's yeah, and and I'd like to go back to that walk around the graveyard. And yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, there were there were many kids that died, you know, and and infanthood um, from from various things but see when you look at the majority of the people that are buried in that graveyard even from the 17 and 1800s a lot of them still lived till the 80s yeah so it, people go the average life expectancy and you know 1700 was like 45 or something like that because all the kids died let me say something That's like my grandpa the average life expectancy down but once you get past childhood the chances were you're going to live your, you know, four score years and ten. So you you you're nearly sixty. Yeah. Right. My grandmother is seventy six. Yeah. Now in their youth, it so in my grandmother's youth, so it wouldn't have been too far off your youth. Yeah. Um, every fucking thing was cooked with butter. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and you know, high rich fat and high protein. My dad used um, to have large sandwiches. Yeah, so rich fat and high protein, pretty much everything. And yeah. they were fine, you know. She's in, yeah. She's got type 2 diabetes, but that's because she gets seven desserts at the buffet. Well, um, there you go. Yeah. And she's not even overweight, you know. Um, yeah. But but she liked, she liked her sweets a bit too much. Yeah. But, but other than that, like, the woman smokes 40 a day. She's mm -hmm. 76 and otherwise in brilliant health, you know. Yeah. And it, it it was it was that it was good food, it was because because obviously there was no none of this processed shit back then either. Yeah. Um. It was good food. It was good living, and it was good sanitation. And um, that that I I do agree. I think that's the secret to 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 a good long life, and that's why I you know. As someone who's been pretty much a carnivore myself for twenty years now, yeah, yeah, I I tried to make sure, to the best of my ability, that none of my food is processed, yeah. because when I eat processed food, I feel sluggish, but when I eat fresh meats, when I eat, yeah. you know fresh meat and a baked potato, I feel energized. It's it's a yeah. very big difference. If I eat bird's eye crispy chicken dippers, for example, I feel like shit. Yeah. But if I eat chicken breast and a baked potato, I feel great. And I think there's something in that. 
trust your body. Yeah, I do. I think there's something in that. Um, remember, I, I'm also a disabled person, right? And I'm on a fuck ton of medication. I'm on a fuck ton of medication. And as I sit here right now, my left shoulder has been partially dislocated for two and a half days. I feel like shit. But uh, at, at the same time, yeah, I had, I had, I had a good meal before yeah. b- before this, and I'm I'm alert. Uh, but if I eat shit food, this isn't alert. Yeah. And like I say, I just think there's something in it, and I think convenience food and things like that that are available here, there, and everywhere for a pound a pop here, a two pound a pop here, are actually making people ill. Well, yeah, and see, that's the problem. It costs it costs more to eat properly than it does to eat shit. It doesn't. It doesn't. No. Because no, no. Because like, John, yeah, no, John. it can do because you can buy you can buy convenience food and you can buy this processed shit very very cheaply. I agree, but I can buy a whole chicken in ASDA for two pounds seventy nine. A whole yeah, fresh chicken. See, see that that see you win there because a, a whole chicken costs about seven or eight euros here. Yeah, but but like I say, here here at least, right? I like I say, I can buy, and if I want an extra large chicken, it's going to cost me about four pound fifty nine in Asda for for an extra large fresh chicken, yeah. and I'm I'm personally going to get free meals out of that, yeah. you know, um, and it's like a, like a four pack of jacket potatoes now costs thirty nine p, John. Yeah, right, and and yeah, and, and I don't microwave them. I bake them for two hours, right, and but with a uh, little bit of olive oil and salt on top. Of course, <laughs> of course, <laughs> to make the skin nice and crispy. Yeah, and then you eat the skin, right? Oh, because you've people, got to eat the skin. If you don't people, eat the skin, what's the point in baking a potato? I was going to say, people who don't eat the skin are fucking weird. Philistines, mate. Philistines. That's Absolutely. what they are. But for let's say four pounds, I can get four jacket potatoes. And a whole chicken, yeah, yeah a, a nice medium or large chicken at that. In fact, and I would feed myself over two or three days with that. Yeah, and chicken- that is going to be cheaper than all of this convenience food, and it is. There's chickens here. A couple of them will be ready for the pot soon because there were cocks, so you can't have you can't have more than one cock. They just yeah. fight all the time. Well, this is it, and you know what? Um, you can buy books here on how to cook cock. Adam says baked beans rule healthy and veggie. Fair enough. No, no, they don't. Baked beans are full of shit. They're full they're of sugar. Full of sugar. Yeah, and they're full of shit because they're processed. Lisa says maybe you could do a cookery show one day, Ben. Yes. Well, actually, strange you should say that. <laughs> I have I have a YouTube channel that I'm about to launch. I think called Keto Cooks. Oh. And I'll show you how to cook keto. And we will promote that. We will yeah. promote that here on this, and I'll promote it through Descent Media as well. Right. But okay, it's a deal. Yeah. Vaughn says, and then the cost of running an oven for two hours is pennies. It is yeah. pennies. I, I, we, um, France is weird because they don't do like, um, they don't do town gas very often. Right. Everywhere uses like, you know, a butane cylinder for their yeah. cooking. So we've got a butane cylinder sitting beside the cooker, and that piles the cooker. Yeah. Now, that butane cylinder costs 30, 35 euros. And how long does it last? Three months. There we go. 
three months. I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Actually, when it comes to gas here, because I, I cook, I cook electric. But when it comes to gas, you know, central heating, hot water, and stuff like that, yeah. I pay. And this yeah. is on pay. Yeah. This is on pay as you go. What am I paying? Um, last time I topped up, I topped up fifteen pound, and that was five weeks ago. Yeah, gas is pennies. Gas yeah. is cheap. And Electric this, is fucking but, expensive. But if Carrie has her way, gas will change because gas gas can't be as cheap as it is if he's trying to force everyone to go carbon zero. And, is, and if you want to right. find out more about that, listen to my forthcoming podcast with Latu Ralda. <laughs> and we will. And we will promote it here yes. on this channel and on Descent Media. In fact, we've got a link to Chasing Liberty on DescentMedia.co.uk. And so we have people... a link on, I think we have a link on Chasing Liberty to Descent Media. And if we don't, I'll make sure there is one. But yeah, um, but it's true. Like, yeah. um, when it comes to, to this, like I say, we're going, going back to, 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 to the initial point of talking about the food again, it's that he's, he's off to fucking get pissed. <sighs> Carry on. <laughs> But when it comes to it, when I eat the convenience food, I feel shit. And when I eat freshly grilled, freshly baked food, I feel good. And I think there's something in that. Um, maybe it's psychological. I don't know. But it worked for my grandparents' generation. It worked for, for people of, you know, people of, people of your generation, John. You know, and... The more the more we we get this processed food, surely yeah. the worse it is for us. I mean, when yeah. you look but, at a beef burger and it's got sixty fucking ingredients in it, yeah. that can't be good well, for you. So, I mean, I used to do, a, 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 and and this sounds ridiculous because I'm sitting here about two. I'm, I think I'm probably at least three stone overweight at the moment, right? Which so it sounds ridiculous. But when I had when I was in Scotland and we had the gym. I used to do coaching sessions for people who wanted to lose weight. Uh-huh. And I would tell them what to eat and how to eat and when to eat and, and the types of food they wanted to eat to try and you know, to try and lose weight and to feel better. And to I mean you can change you you know you can you can get rid of type two diabetes by eating properly. I got rid of type two diabetes. Yeah, exactly. So you know that. You know these these things actually work. You know, what you eat does make a big difference. Yeah. And I would say to people you pick up a packet of something in the supermarket and you look at the back of it, if it's got more than five ingredients, you don't eat it. You put that, it back. That's it. I mean, you know, and if, we, and if we all treat ourselves. If, one, if any one of those ingredients in the first five is sugar, you put it back down. But, but this, but I do like to treat myself from time to time, right? Remember, I used to be 23 stone nine. No, I know. You've, you've done fantastic, mate. Absolutely fantastic. So I'm now back down into the 14 stones, yep. right? Um, which some people would still consider as fat, but I, I consider, consider fucking... it boasting. Huh? I just consider it boasting. <laughs> well, I'm back down into the 14. See this shirt I'm wearing right now? You're quite right. But yeah, you see this yeah. shirt I'm wearing right now? This yeah. used to be beyond skin tight. Bloody hell. On me. And um, in fact, there was one point it didn't fit me at all. Um, so, and, and I, I, I don't know what I do. I, I, I'm basically calorie deficit pretty much all the time. 
and that's that's the way I that's the way I sort of do things because I eat one meal a day, and I rarely have a snack except the other night when I made myself one hell of a fucking ice cream dessert. <laughs> and and the thing is, I don't I don't eat desserts like once a yeah. month maybe. I, I yeah. rarely ever eat sweets or anything like that. But it was actually after chasing descent on Sunday. I just I felt the urge, so I went downstairs and I made I made myself. I t- You're good. <laughs> This is gonna this is gonna hurt you, John. Um, it was mint chocolate chip ice cream, two scoops. Right. It was cookies and cream ice cream as well. Two scoops. Caramel sauce. Right. A flake. Sprinkles. Just a, just a one flake? Yeah, just one flake. Okay. Sprinkles. Yeah. Two wafer tubes. Right, okay. And then I dumped a cone on top of it. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes you need to blow out. Yeah, and you can. And this is it. Yeah, you, 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 you're living your life, and you have to make these choices on a daily basis. And you know, it's something that, that if you were trying to lose weight, that would stop you losing weight for like two or three days, and then you could go back into it. But you, well, you have to make these choices, you know, and and. These are choices that I've not been making very well in the past few months. <laughs> Give me a second. I've just sent you a picture, John. It's Hold not on. the one from the 23 Stone, because I've seen it before. No, no. All right. Have a look. Have a on look. Twitter? Yeah, yeah. I just sent you a picture. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not lying, John. <laughs> yeah, I see it. <laughs> I don't like the sprinkles. Everything else I would eat. The sprinkles are good, man. It actually, doesn't look that big, mate. Uh, well, well, the, the the camera's being very deceptive. Put it oh, that right, way. Okay. Yeah. Um, I do have is... to question your footwear, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what my Jesus creepers? You don't like my Jesus creepers? <laughs> And and why do you paint your toenails? <laughs> why do I paint my toenails? Um, <laughs> I'm getting on. I was going to say, I, I, you know, I don't paint my toenails, but I was going to go along with it. Can um, you hear? Yeah, what's going on out there? Somebody's just driving a fucking tractor down the lane right beside. It's it's what what time is it? Oh, no, it's only it's only ten o'clock. Ten o'clock at night, and some French man is driving tractor down the lane. Listen, that's did I say this to you the other day? If there's one, if there's one thing I would not do after seeing how the, you know, how it's done in France, I would not run a farm. No, well, really. Because these guys, they don't have any life. They're one hundred percent doing this all the time. You know, from first thing in the morning to well into well into the night. I've seen tractors going up and down the road at, you know. Two, three o'clock in the morning sometimes. Yeah, but I mean, I've seen them with the combines in the fields still, yeah, still harvesting. Yeah, but if a tractor's going up the road at two, three in the morning, you've got to wonder if that's because you're in France. You've got to wonder if they're actually just going to a protest. No, no, they're usually got a trailer full of something on the back, and they're just going for it at like two, yeah, three o'clock in just, the morning. Well, they're, they're just harvesting all the time just now because this is their first. Well, this is their. This, some of this is will be, will be the second harvest. And they'll have another harvest before the end of August. So uh, Adam just said his mum wrote his first car off when a tractor hit her and ripped the bonnet off. 
Yeah. Uh, you don't want to mess with these tractors. They're huge. No, you don't want to mess with a fucking yeah, tractor. Huge. That's why we need some fucking tractors to help start shutting down some goddamn roads. I, I like the I like the clip of uh, the house getting plastered with shit. It's a pity it was eight years ago, but it was a good one. Yeah, this is the thing. Like people, this 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 annoys me, right? This annoys me when people post clips from yep. other things and say it's now. Like yep. with the police taking off the helmets in France, yep. that was yep. not on Saturday. That was uh, last December with the yellow vests, I believe. Yeah. Um, and and with this this um, this tractor blowing shit all over the presidential palace, it's yeah. it it wasn't Emmanuel Macron's place of residence at the time uh, i think it was francois Hollande, even yeah. maybe in in power at the time it was about something else and yeah i think it was about the diesel thing wasn't it it may well have been but at the same time you know um I, when people par try and pass <laughs> off these things as and now and it just it doesn't make any sense to me why they do it um, because you know some of the things that are going on now are, are impressive in their own right. Like Especially the police the firemen, that was impressive. <laughs> well, this is it. I, I like what's going on in France at the moment. Um, uh, Adam says, "Did you see New Zealand's tractor protest?" I, I believe I did. Um, it was against the lockdowns, wasn't it? Um, uh, and Shalini says you have to watch Jeremy Clarkson's farm thing on Amazon, it's hilarious. He's got a show, isn't he, called Clarkson's Farm. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know about Clarkson. I'm not a great... He's a bit of a knob, you know? Well, the, that, I think that's why everybody likes him, to be honest. Um, I quite I quite like him as the presenter of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I think, like, every, anytime I flick that on and he's presenting yeah. that, I think that's so much better than that fucking idiot, Taron. Like, mm. remember... Don't don't watch... No talent, Taron. I, I I don't know how that man ever got on TV. Sally James. <laughs> she carried him. <laughs> well, well. Um, Was he not in Tuswells with her? Yeah. No. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Was Chris in Tuswells? I'm not. I, I'm. I, you're sixty, John. Yeah. Remember Sally James? <laughs> sort of. I shall check it out. Sort of. I'm a bit too young for Tiz was. I mean, oh. I believe it was on in my in my lifetime. Let but... me see. Tiz was would get you up on a Saturday morning. For now, for now. 74 to 82, Tiz was. Uh, I was not alive during Tiz was. Sally James and Chris Tarrant. Yep. There you go. I was right. <laughs> Good evening, Chrissy in Scotland there. How is your mother? Her mother's been having... Um, surgery i believe um not so good not so good but she she loves to come and see you john because uh you, you, she she thinks of you as a kindred spirit uh, yeah. as as a fellow scott and uh he is on his third glass of wine tonight chrissy um he is uh, it's a has he calls it a cheeky little sauvignon blanc so uh and there he is getting pissed <laughs> I think that's all. I I'm just think... um, I'm just keeping my uh, blood and alcohol system in check. So uh, Natasha says she's on her second, not her second glass. She's on her second, second glass. Yeah. So uh, I believe the first has taken hold. <laughs> Having uh, looked at how she has <laughs> felt, you, you you can't slag anywhere when it comes to the amount people drink. Remember. Yeah. 
Remember your episode into the rosé? I was fine, John. Yeah, yeah of course you were. I, I was, I was in, I was entirely sober, John. Yes, of course. It did absolutely fuck all to me, and that's my story. Yes, and you're sticking to it. Yes, quite right, man. Quite right. She says. Natasha says one smashed glass down, courtesy of the dog's tail. Oh, good God. And was by it the, empty? I hope it was, was empty. I was going to say, by the dog's tail, do you mean you got tipsy off the first glass and dropped it? And are now blaming the dog because none of us are there. <sighs> you can't do that, Ted She She says, don't worry, she finished it first. Oh, that's... Uh, uh, as a Scotsman, that makes me happy. Yeah. Um, An empty glass being broken is no big thing. Chrissy says she's not touched a drop this week yet. Right. Well, considering every... Usually, I see Chrissy's tweets in the evening, and she's like, oh, it's wine o'clock. So uh, that's... that's um, Yeah, why? Yeah, I can't... We shouldn't really be promoting drinking. It's not good for you, is it? Uh, well, I, I don't promote drinking, John. You're the... <laughs> You're the one drinking the wine at the midweek, not me. Because I'm drinking doesn't mean I'm promoting it. <laughs> it's like, don't do as I say. Or don't do as I do. Don't do it. I probably don't do as we say either, to be fair. Oh, no, don't. Don't. Like, don't, don't go to protest and don't carry a stone. Shalini, Shalini says you're you, John, are a drinking advert. <laughs> That's is that is that like is that like a good advert for drink or an advert that shows people why they shouldn't drink? Well, to be fair, we can still get sense out of you three glasses down. So, oh, you'll get sense out of me most most of the night. Generally, yeah, yeah, and. Uh... <sighs> That, that's how I've just noticed somehow on the midweek show we've made it to an hour and 40 minutes John oh my god have we yeah you want to, um, does your wife want to go to bed no and I'm not asking that for me I'm asking for you <laughs> uh, hold on let me check my phone and see if I've had a message <laughs> there has been no me wait wait, wait. Oh, it's not there's like been a message oh, oh there's been a message that a massage has been received no, it's just, uh, can we go to home base and buy this bench with parasol? You probably can't see it for oh, the kids. Lovely. It's a kid's plastic bench with parasol, um, multicolored, on clearance for £20. Oh, that's not bad, actually. That's not too bad at all. But, that's all and, right. And you know what? I'll say I can't be asked to go to home base, except home base is about 120 feet from the house. Oh, that's not too bad. So you can actually, you can take your scooter there. I really could, but guess what, John? I'm not going to. No. <laughs> I know, because you're going to bring back a plastic bench with parasol. But this is it. Adam says he's got to drive to no uh, to Somerset tomorrow to look at a house, and that's from Nottingham, so that's quite a way. Is there, can you not just use pictures? Yeah, just use pictures. <laughs> Why did, is he going to buy a house in Somerset? Uh, yeah, I believe so. And he lives in Nottingham? Nottingham. That's a big move, is it not? I think they just want to change the scenery, and I think they want to be as close to the seaside as possible. They want to be close to you. But he does want to be close to me. Everyone wants to be close yeah. to me. Um, 
Come closer to France. Come closer. That's what he's doing. He's coming closer to France. I'm very close to France. We, we. I could but see. I, I could that when we um when we came here, we we didn't set up house straight away where we are. So right. we came over and we we started in the Mid Pyrenees and then we moved up to Normandy, and then we ended up back down here. And then we thought we liked this area, so we kind of looked for something around here. But um, when we lived in Normandy, I could go to the beach and look at England. Yeah, I'm... um... (laughs) And go, I'm out of my children. That's England. We will never go back there. (laughs) I'm I'm less than 200 feet from the beachfront. Um, Mm. I do like... That's the one thing. Sorry, that's the one thing I miss about Scotland. Because no matter where you live in Scotland, you're never more than you know thirty miles from the sea. And I I do like I do like being close to the sea. I'm gonna make a really shameful admission here. Um, Since moving in in May, I have not once been to the beach. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that though because of what you're doing. Yeah, but you know, you take it for granted, don't you? Like it's right there. Yeah. Although tomorrow, if the weather is clear, within that two hundred feet ratio, there is a test center. Um. <laughs> so you're gonna go and film it? I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, I'm gonna sit absolutely. in my back garden. I'm gonna launch the drone, mm. and I'm gonna fly the drone from my back garden over to the test center. Yeah, that's all right. You could do. I'm that. not even gonna leave my house, John, <laughs> and I'm gonna film the test center. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, because I can't be bothered to to. I, I could go and sit on the beach. Oh just... no, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I should hang a banner that says "Where are all the sick people from the from the drone?" Shouldn't I, Chrissy? Just, just, ha- just hang it, and just, just hang it over their heads. Just where are all the sick people? And they'll be like, "Oh shit, it's him." <laughs> so what's the um, what's the viewing figures like tonight? Uh, there's uh, there's been between ten and twenty five people watching it any any time. So uh, yeah, 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 it's quite. So we long. haven't really had a boost from your big. Video then? No, we haven't. But Sunday's figures are always higher. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, one thing I, I will say, I've got a bit of an announcement to make, John. The bare bones of the new studio are done. Wow. So all of the all of the insulation is done. All of the uh, boarding on the walls and the, and the ceilings all done. Um. And uh, the lights are all working. Um, so there's, that's a start. But there's still a lot of work to do. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of work to do still, aesthetically. And uh, I, currently in my kitchen, I have 96 foam sound panels gaining size because they came vacuum sealed so they're all sitting on top of my kitchen cupboards all over my kitchen growing in size so they can go on the walls because they're not properly vacuum sealed no they no no um, you have to leave them 24 to 48 hours to resize they came in this fucking tiny box right yeah and i i i looked at the wife earlier on i was like there's not 96 tiles that's it right 
and and uh, uh, John, there's 96 fucking tiles there, and they're all a foot square as well, so they're not yeah. tiny, and then yeah. so they're all sitting uh, over different kitchen cupboards, just, just and they are getting bigger. They they are, they are getting bigger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Is it the ones with the kind of triangles on them? Uh, they've got they've got sort of triangly recessed grooves. They've not got the pyramids. Yeah. So I I I bought them as well. Yeah. For um, when I was doing, because during during the lockdowns we were using the gym and making online video. You know, we were doing videos online for our members. So we were doing exercise classes and putting them on YouTube. And I I did that. I got some of those panels to deaden the noise in some of the areas. And I I remember getting them through and thinking, what the fuck is this? Some sort of scam? Is this like yeah. toy, you know, dollhouse furniture? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then you but open up, the, you open them up, and they go, yeah, yeah, and they start growing, and uh, yeah. So I've got ninety six. I'm going to probably need to order more. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, ninety six begin because I'm covering three of the walls and all of the ceiling in them. Oh, I'm so. gonna, I'm gonna have to up, up my audio game because I, my audio is pretty shit at the moment, isn't it? Your audio is okay, actually. It's, it? not, it's not too bad. We can hear, I think, chat. Can we hear John just fine or could it be a bit better? What do you guys think? We'll put it over to you um, and then I'll wait 16 years for them to respond. But um, is, is it better? Well, some of the people that are, that are on chat have been here from day one. So is it better now that I've dumped the headset and gone to the Yeti? Uh, so Adam says John's vocals are good. Uh, Shalini okay. says it's all okay. Chrissy says your audio is fine, John. Um, I always worry when women say things are fine. Well, yeah, fine is usually uh, yeah. It was it was fine. Don't worry, it was fine. Um, it's not a big, and it does happen to everyone. <laughs> well, this is it. This is it. And and you know I'm approaching forty, and we all know about forty over forty, don't we, John? Mm. Sorry, what? 40 over 40. It used to be a big TV campaign. If 40% of men over the age of 40 have erectile dysfunction, John. Get the fuck, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Oh, I'm not in that 40% then. 40, they call it 40 over 40. And it uh, fucking, because I don't sleep, right? Yeah. Um, Don't wake up with boner. No, be- no, because because I don't sleep after sort of after sort of midnight, these adverts used to just come on all the fucking time. Just forty over forty. Forty percent of men uh, over the age of forty have erectile well, dysfunction. Actually, when I was about thirty-eight, thirty-nine, I remember not sleeping very well as well. And I used to watch telly half the night and. Uh, the thing I remember, I don't know if you remember this, was the gay exchange adverts with the guys dancing in their pyjamas. <laughs> These were fucking, I thought, what the fuck is this? <laughs> is there a tractor going past you? Jim? Yes, there is. Yeah, I can, we can hear him. Um, Vaughn says that my problem is I can't get rid of a boner. Um, <laughs> Vaughn there speaking from experience of course yeah. um, <laughs> Chrissy says if you experience an erection lasting four hours or more <laughs> <laughs> you're a lucky bastard <laughs> <laughs> right. oh, are you <laughs> 
please, please do not take our medication if you experience erections for four hours or more, uh, because we we're not responsible for that. After four hours, you better go to the fucking hospital. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I believe that. I believe an extended erection could be quite painful and dangerous. <laughs> Chrissy's in. Chrissy says howling, so I think we're doing something right here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know. I I I don't know. <coughs> Oops, sorry, COVID. <coughs> Wait, what are you doing now? What am I doing now? I'm readjusting. Yeah. I'm readjusting my headphones, John. Right. Have we um have we exhausted this week's news? Is there anything else we want to bring up? Uh, let me just have a quick look on the Twitter. Um. We'll see if there's anything or twanding. Oh, did, did I tell you about the French guy, or the British guy that phoned me on the phone? And no. I, them. I got a phone call on my French phone. And I went, hello. No, I didn't go hello. I went, hello. No, hold on. Hello. Hello. I went, hello. Okay. Mm. Which is how the French, because the French don't say H. There's no H in French. No. You know, it's like lom. There's no H in man, it's lom. So you, you drop the H completely. So anyway, I goes, hello. And he says, uh, Mr. Porter? And I goes, we? And he went, uh, Mr. John Porter? And I went, yes. And he went, oh, fuck. Well, he didn't say, oh, fuck. He said, you had me there. I thought, I, I thought I'd made the wrong... He, he said, I thought I'd made the wrong call because um, you, you sounded like a French person when you answered the phone. <laughs> And I thought that's that, 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 that's a win. <laughs> I gotta say that's a bit of a compliment, isn't it? Yeah, well, I thought so. Yeah, he says, sure. And then he goes on to say, "You want to be careful with that because um, you know cold callers will try and sell you stuff." <laughs> very, very, very true. So I'm looking at trending, right? And yep. I'm pretty shocked that, considering it was watched nearly 150,000 times now, the video I put up hasn't trended. You know, you um, know what, mate. I, and I'm not trying to burst your bubble, but 150,000 is nothing on Twitter. Well, yeah, but in a day. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But I see, see when I when I retweeted my when sorry when I corrected Brian Cox's tweet and he retweeted it. Okay. Mm. It, it hit something like one and a half million. So I'm uh, uh, so hashtag Michael Gove outed uh, is something that people have been talking about today because obviously Michael Michael Gove is being a piece of shit as per mm-hmm. usual. Says Michael that you're is a piece of shit. Yeah, and um, it's it's pe- people basically want the story to break. I can't talk. I I basically I know the story that the mainstream media have on Michael Gove. Right? Yeah, and they won't break it. They won't. I can't say it. I can't publicize it because it makes allegations that could make me legally liable because I don't have evidence for them. Right. I have sin. Could I make Uh, make those allegations? Well, we maybe, maybe, maybe you could. I'm not too sure. But um, I I, I can insinuate um, through the medium of. a comedy as to what may be the case is everybody already knows it to be honest is uh 
Um, a man with glasses has definitely not fallen inside a younger man whilst married to a woman. <laughs> I tripped. I tripped. Okay. I fell over. A man with glasses has definitely not fallen. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. A- allegedly. 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 Allegedly tripped and fell into that man. You know what? That is that's not something that's gonna fucking shock the nation to its core, is it? No, it's not. Because let, I, let's look more to it. Let's let's look at the guy. Oh, is oh is there an eight when you say a younger man, is there a marked age difference? Um, not not illegally, but oh, okay. um, that I'm aware of. But there there is there is potential for it has to have possibly definitely not been going on for several years. Put it that way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as 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 definitely definitely several not an actual secret relationship or anything of the sort. Definitely not. Um. Yeah, but let's face it, ninety percent. Well, not ninety percent, but. Mm, there's going to be a high percentage of these guys have precautionary wives. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, you know what? What is it? I I always call them beards. I call those wives beards. You know, something yeah. to hide behind. Um, I thought. I see. I thought a beard was. It was a beard not meant to be. Is a beard not meant to be like somebody in a gay relationship? No. No. The, no. That's a bear. Oh fuck. I can't keep up with this shit. But but a beard is a is is a gay man's wife. Okay, right. Right. Okay. So a, be- a beard is a gay man's wife. So Sarah Vine is probably a beard, definitely not allegedly. Um, I I, I need to I need to I need to make those uh, definite statements on the end there to say you right, know. You, did you say allegedly, not definitely. Definitely not allegedly. Oh, definitely not allegedly. Yeah. yeah well, I'm just confusing the words. Ah, right, because you're dyslexic. Yes, I'm doing it on purpose. But um, <laughs> what else has happened? There was something else I wanted to talk about quickly, but he's going to get more wine. Um, what did I want to talk about? This is going to do my head in. This is going to do my head in, John. Um, oh, we might have a guest soon, remember? Oh. Yes, you have reached out to somebody. Do you want to tell people who you have reached out to? Or well, I've, I've reached out to um, to my first ever published interview. Oh, I'm tiny again. I'm a borrower. Hold on, it'll catch up. Come on, come on, catch up. I want to be... I want to be... Hey, I'm big. Thank you. So I've reached out to my first ever published interview, uh, yep. Mark, Mark Changizi. Okay. Who is... Uh, who 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 did a he does a a YouTube channel, um, science science moments, and um, he's he's very focused on facts and data and things like that. And we had a great we had a great chat the first time that I spoke to him, and I reached out to him and asked him if he'd like to do it live on Chasing Descent, and he said yes. Um, so he's travelling for the next week or so. So it's going to be. It's going to be in early or middle August before he comes on, but you know, we that's... will we will be in our new digs at that time. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so hopefully we will be in our new digs within the next ten days. Um, yeah, I've got a lot of work to do tomorrow. 
uh, I, I will say this: I've got to, I've got to do a lot of plastering, which I've never done before in my life. So we'll see how that goes. I hate plastering. Um, I was waiting for someone else to do it, but I can't be bothered to wait. Um, I've got my my electrician is away at the weekend. Um, so we were we were hoping. I will say this to you guys now, right? Adam knows this as well already. We were hoping to surprise you with a show on Monday from the new studio, but that's not going to happen now because um, the electrician. Well, what you've told them? Well, well, it's well. We know it's not happening because the electrician is away, and yeah. so we can't. Um, we can't. We can't do it. So um, annoying as it is, that can't happen now. Uh, but I will say this: um, there will be a guest. Okay. On the first descent media live from the new studio there will be a guest um i've reached out to this guest and this guest has graciously agreed to join me i'm not going to tell you who the guest is but there will be a guest um speaking of guests i have uh with that video that i played you earlier i have reached out to the family that were well a representative a friend of the family who were in that video in that hospital and they have graciously asked uh uh, accepted me ask they're going to ask for me if they would like to appear in a live interview to tell us exactly what happened so i will get back to you with that no it's not katie hopkins adam <laughs> he's getting excited there wasn't he? he he just said it's that lady that hugged you isn't it ben katie hopkins hugged me um it's getting excited. He was getting excited there for a minute. Uh, you know what? Despite the fact that you know it is, it it, it wasn't the best event on Saturday. Like yeah. Katie Hopkins, she definitely right, and I I used to hate that woman. Yeah, yeah. But she definitely did the best, the single best speech of the day. Yeah. It was short. It was sweet. It was to the point, and it had a bit of a laugh. And yeah. because of the things she suggested. The live streamer tyrant finder sexually assaulted me. Sorry? <laughs> she told everybody to hug and, and rub each other up and down. And then all of a sudden, he's just rubbing me. <laughs> he's just rubbing up and down. <laughs> rubbing up and down against me. And I'm like... And did you like it? I loved it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Natasha says it was funny. What? What? You were watching me get sexually assaulted, were you? She was. She was. She was directly below me at the right, time. So actually. here's a question. Here's a question for the chat room. Go on, him. So we've kind of been we've kind of been mega focused on COVID. Yes. And what's going on? Should we be branching out into other subjects? We're going to be on our show, so I don't know why why we shouldn't. That's my yeah. answer. Okay. But we'll see what the chat says. I mean, um, the way I'm structuring the new show is there's going to be three or four stories that are pre-planned during the day. I'm going to map the new show every single time so that I know what three or four stories we're going to be talking about. 
Um, and uh, then, then, um, then, then that's it. We're going to go wild on them. They don't have to all be COVID, but there's going to be three or four stories, and that will be it for the new shows. And when it comes to the chat, right, because of the way I'm setting up and everything like that, we're going to go to the chat for the last 15 minutes of the new show. Otherwise, I'm just we're just going to be hyper focused on on what we're doing. Um, it's just it's it's a, it, I've been playing with ideas. This yeah. is what, what what I'm doing on my new show. Yeah. I, I think sometimes. I mean, I, I don't know if I don't know if our, our shows are unstructured. Shall we say? We've had three people ask you to do a wine section. <laughs> I, I'm flattered, flattered. <laughs> but um, Lisa I'm a, here, I'm a drinker, not a connoisseur. <laughs> Lisa here says uh, we could do a health and well-being. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. That's we could fine. do that. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. Yeah, and we can talk. Uh, you know, I am I am down for just talking about the um, the the issues of the day, and it doesn't yeah. just have to be COVID. Well, I, I think yeah, the issues of the day. Are, I, I mean, I think social social and news commentary is kind of what we're looking for here. Yeah, uh, and I think this the news is kind of dominated by COVID at the moment, but I think. I think it's time that we maybe start to look at other stories around and see what we can pick up. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. But the problem maybe a is bit of structure because I know we're unstructured just now. But it's probably better to have a little bit of structure, and then we we can always go off on a tangent as the wine kicks in. Yeah, I mean the wine kicked in for you about an hour ago, didn't it, John? <sighs> to be honest, not really. I'm I'm not feeling it tonight. And you're on your fourth glass, man. Yeah, I know, but you know when you're when you're in France and you drink every day, it's like I was gonna say it's just customary there, isn't it? It's just did I tell, a... did I tell you about lunch yesterday? You did not. Okay, so uh, we went, well, I told you about going to the market, didn't I? No. Yeah, yeah, I told you about going to the market in Savary. So we went. So we went... before I before I before you say something, I got to ask you a quick question because I'm told that Pass Sanitaire is going to be mandatory for outdoor markets. Is that true? Well, I don't know because oh, okay. I shall relate this story. We went into we went into the town on Monday, no Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday yesterday. So we went into the town and we went to the bank and made an appointment because we're going to get our son a French bank account so he can put his tax return in and. And we then wandered into the market. Now, yeah. normally, normally the market has uh, Port Lamasque obligatoire and all yeah. that. And Andrew, Andrea's like, uh, you know, starts pulling out the mask, and I'm going, I don't see any signs. So I didn't put my mask on. I didn't put a mask on. And Sean, he's like that. If he's not putting a mask on, I'm not putting a mask on because he hates them. He calls them muzzles. So he's really good. So. The both of us are wandering around, no masks. Yeah. And uh, everybody, everybody else is more or less masked up. Some of the some of the people that worked in the market weren't, but most of them are masked up. And most of the people, definitely all the people attending the market were masked up. Mm-hmm. We didn't have masks on at all. No one pulled us up. No one batted an eyelid. No one said anything, which is that you know, it, it it sounds it sounds like a minor thing, but in France that's a massive thing because normally yeah. Everybody wears a mask in France when they're at these things, and I I didn't, and Sean didn't, and we also went to another thing a, a week ago called a Brocant. It was a special market on Bastille Day, and we went down there, and it was right. a huge market, and yeah. we, we never put a mask on, and nobody pulled us up at all. We never had a mask on at all for the That's whole. That's good. 
So that that these these little things are starting to creep in here, and people aren't pulling you up. And then we went for lunch because Andrew goes, "Let's go and get a coffee." So um, there was a bar we'd had a coffee. At. It does really good coffee, but I said, "No, I don't want to sit outside that bar because um, it's going to rain." And it's a weird thing because I hate I hate eating and drinking outside, but right. in France. Everybody does it, and I've just got used to it over the last few months. So I prefer to sit outside now. And I says, "Well, let's not sit there because they don't have a they don't have a cover, and it looks like it might rain." So we went up to another bar that we sat in before for lunch, and I goes, "I said to Andrea, if you want, if you if you want just a coffee, go and sit at the the bit that's right beside the the bar, you know, under the awning." But of course, no. She goes. Uh, she, she goes up to the the, the guy and goes on a uh, table uh, 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 and he goes, "Are we?" And he brings us in. He sets us down and sets it up for lunch. So we're all sitting there at this table, and I'm like, "You're going to have to have lunch now, aren't we?" <laughs> <laughs> so this is about just after twelve. So he comes back. He 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 says, "Do you want a drink?" So I thought, "Fuck it." So and uh, and beer. And he goes, uh, says Swasson cat, and I goes, well, we we. And so we get my Cronenberg sixteen sixty, and uh, no, Cronenberg sixteen sixty four, says Swasson cat. I like sixteen sixty four Blanc. All oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right. I, but the wheat beer can be a bit. Nah. It depends. Sometimes it's nice. Anyway, so I had a beer, Andrew had a glass of wine, the kids had uh, a soft drink, well, Sean had a, a glass of orange, and Melissa, being Melissa, just had water. Right. So, so he then comes back and What's he starts telling me. What? There's nothing wrong with water. Nothing. So uh, he comes back and then he, he offers us lunch. So we had lunch, and this time that we, we're almost French at this point because. It took us one hour forty-five to get through lunch, and we only had one course. And how many drinks accompanied no, that one, one course? Just the one. Oh, just the just... one beer and one coffee. That's it. And cafe. God damn it! The amount of times uh, that's one thing about France as well. After the meal, cafe, un cafe, un cafe. After the meal, always the fucking coffee, right? And I'm a coffee connoisseur. I love me some coffee. Yeah. But I, I just don't think that's the time. <laughs> no, I, I like coffee at lunchtime. I, I don't drink coffee after lunch generally. Oh, I, 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 the second we finish this show, I'm going to have like oh, the no, biggest, I... strongest fucking pot of coffee that I can yeah. make myself. Uh, well, I, I like to sleep, so I don't drink coffee after lunch. I don't sleep, so you know I've got to have something. Well, maybe if you stop drinking coffee after lunch, you might sleep. <laughs> well, no, because I don't sleep because of the enormous amounts of pain that I'm in twenty four seven. Yeah, okay, right? well, okay, okay. So it's I'll good, give you that. Put it this way: it's a good night for me if I sleep four hours, and this is every day. So it's yeah. a good yeah. night if I sleep four hours, and, yeah. and I, so I've been running okay. like that for like maybe a decade, and um, that's hard. With, but it, it was for the first couple of years, and then I'm so used to it now that it's just a thing, right? So I can I can I can sleep for one hour, wake up, and drive to Paris with no issues. Yeah, you know, yeah. and then do an entire day in Paris. Yeah, and and and, and then uh, <laughs> Vaughn says, uh, "Drink wine, Ben. It helps with pain and sleep." <laughs> 
Godfather is always that. Perhaps whiskey. Whiskey? Oh, I don't like whiskey. No, I don't. I don't like so, whiskey. A Scottish man who doesn't like scotch. Don't like whiskey. Don't like it. Is there is there is there a particular reason, or you've just never liked it? I've never liked it. Fair enough. Like, I mean, here's a drink that tastes some mud. <laughs> put it this way: I used to love. It's like here, here's here is your whiskey. You will find it has an aroma of peat. So, <laughs> for, translated that, here is a drink that smells and tastes like mud. <laughs> <laughs> So I used to love scotch, right? Yeah. Um, until I drank a one litre bottle of scotch neat over the course of an evening. I was extremely sick. I'm surprised you survived. Right. I was extremely sick. And uh, now every time I smell it, yeah. I feel sick. And, and yeah. that was yeah. that was that was 15 years ago. Yeah. You know? I was underage at the time as well. I was fifteen like years. Huh? No, I, I like uh, I like Jack Daniels. No, I like a Jack Daniels, so I can drink a bourbon whiskey, but no. I don't like I don't like scotch. No, um, I, I well, well, I don't drink anymore for for very good reason. I mean, let's face it, I I had half a bottle of wine and I was pissed last week. Let's yeah, face and, it. Right? And, and let, let's be honest, it was a five percent wine. It was a five percent wine. Yeah. Uh, well, I was I, I wasn't pissed. I was, uh, but I was definitely away with you the fairies. You were happy. You were definitely happy. Yeah, I was away with the fairies a little bit. But you got to remember, that's dropped on top of tramadol. Yeah. Codeine, yeah. muscle yeah. relaxants, yeah. and naproxen. You All of that. Enough in there to put down a horse. <laughs> and then I'm dropping that. There, there's a See, reason. This is, this is the thing that gets me though about. Um, about the medical profession because modern medicine doesn't treat the underlying cause. They're always looking to treat the symptoms. Exactly. And, and that's what that's what they've yeah. said with my condition. They've said yeah. I cannot be cured. So they've yeah. said, here's something for well, here's a fuck ton of things for the symptoms. Oh, and uh, five years into they, it. They, but, but then they give you a fuck ton of th things to counteract the side effects of some of the things they've given well, this, you. Right, so this is it. Five years into having my my prescriptions and being on daily naproxen, they mm -hmm. went, oh, did we did we uh, did we ever did we ever prescribe you anything? For your stomach, because you know, naproxen tears your stomach up. Yep. And I'm like, I've been on it for five fucking years. Yeah. Every single day. And they're like, oh yeah, well, well, sorry about that. Here's something for your stomach. And it's, I've already been doing this to myself for five years. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And it's crazy. It's it's nuts. It's it's not, and like you say, yeah. I've got medications to stop the medications that I'm on from harming me. Yeah, yeah, and that's there's something wrong when medicine gets to the stage where it's treating its own medications. Well, this is it. This is it, and, and obviously, I'm so you know I, I'm a decade plus into being on the cocktail of medications that I'm on. Uh, strengths always increasing throughout the years. Um, yeah, because your body gets used to it. Well, this is it. Uh, I, I'm I'm going to be completely honest with you, John. If a lot of the people in the chat here 
um, took one day's worth of my medication, it would probably put them down. Permanently. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it would stop their heart. That's how much medication I'm on. Um, and it took years and years and years of gradual build up to get to that. So uh, the other thing is, if I decided tomorrow to go cold turkey from it, oh, no, don't do it that. would stop my heart. I yeah, would probably that. die. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, I, I'm in a catch 22 where I'm yeah. basically, a, I'm basically, you know, the pharmaceutical company's wet dream. Well, yeah, yeah, you are because what they want is someone to treat, not someone to cure. Exactly. You yeah. know, and I know the situation I'm in. And people say to me, oh, why don't you try an alternative? Why don't you try an alternative? Right. They've got to understand I'm trying to build a new media company here, John. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to build it from scratch. I'm trying to build something for my kids. I'm working 60 to 80 hours a week building something yeah. from scratch. Do you really think I want to start playing with my medications at this point? Do you know yeah. what I'm Yeah. Now's yeah, not I understand that. I understand that. It's not the time. And uh, so... <laughs> you know, the time might come, but it's not just now. Well, this is it. I, I mean, if I was to start playing with it all now, everything I'm doing would stop. Yeah. Because, quite frankly, I, I, I wouldn't be able to do... I, 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 I had... Um, I, I was prescribed Cucodamol for years for, you know, recurrent arm pain because I, I damaged a nerve in my arm. And I remember deciding to come off it, and I just did it on my own. And bloody hell, that was hard going. You know, coming off Kokodomo, you think, you think, you know, I'm only taking one or two tablets a day, it'll not be a problem. Yeah. Fucking hell, full blown withdrawal. Do you know what? <laughs> Couldn't sleep, you know, legs, legs with restless legs, the whole thing for like, two, three weeks before I actually started to come off it properly. So I'm on the, the, the highest strength Cocodamolts, right? But they're not my main medication. They're my top-up medication. Yeah, yeah. So I, I basically, um, because I'm so resistant to all of it, yeah. um, I can take 20, 30 milligram codeine tablets in a day, pop them like Smarties, and it's nothing yeah. to me. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's on top of tramadol. That's yeah. on top of muscle relaxants, on, yeah, on top of the proxy. Uh, that's crazy. Um, and, and whenever I go away, if I go away for five days, yeah, if I go away for five days and I tell my GP I'm going away, we have this unspoken agreement. So I'll say, I'll just, you know, we'll, I'll say, I'm going away for five days. An extra prescription for 60 more cocodamol drops in my. Bloody hell. Yeah. And that's just to, you know, take as and when to pop them like Smarties. And people people in the chat here have seen me. They've been with me at protests, right? And I'm getting them to hold the camera all the time because I need to pop pills. And, uh, yeah. you know, before the marches start, I always take my, my pills early. Um, any afternoon pills just to push me through. Adam says he... Uh, uh, Natasha says Ben said he's seen you take six. Uh, I I sometimes take far more than six. Um, uh, you but you you got to watch the paracetamol side of things. Yeah, well the paracetamol side of things. Yeah, um, but I take nothing else with paracetamol in except the cocodamol. Right. Okay. But once again. I'm so hardened to all of it yeah. at this point. That, you know, I'm sitting here talking to you coherently, clear, and the amount of medication I've had today. I have had nine muscle relaxants today. Right? 
each one of them is 400 milligrams. So that's 3.6 grams of muscle relaxant today. Yeah, that, that would put a horse down. I have had a thousand milligrams of naproxen. Yeah. I have had 600 milligrams of tramadol. And, and I have also, just before this show, taken three 30 over 500 cocodamols. <laughs> That's <laughs> <You're> taking three. <laughs> yeah, I know it's crazy. It's crazy, mate. But I won't sleep tonight. And, uh, you know, because all that does these days is Dollar. bring me to a normal, you yeah. know, a, a manageable level. <laughs> you know, I'm not out of pain. I'm not out of pain. My, like I say, this shoulder here popped out of its socket and hasn't fully gone back in. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm not going to sleep well tonight. And I, well, I, I, I have dislocated a shoulder in the past and there is little thing, there is not much to compete with the pain, I'll be honest. I'll tell you what, it's, fi it's fine right now, but if I lift my arm above my head... Yeah, don't lift your arm above your head. It's, I got it's it something else. I, I got through years and years of... <sighs> Bastard. Um, I get through years and years of not being, not having to go through airport scanners by saying I can't lift my hand above my head. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to be able to do this, yeah, but I can only do this now. And they were <laughs> like, "Okay, never mind, just go." <laughs> well, you know, like I say, at the end of the day, um, like I say, I'm the pharmaceutical yeah. pharmaceutical company's wet dream man, and yeah, you I've are. Got God knows how many people there are like me in this world, in this country. Do they really need me to take a jab on top of what they've already got no, got, on, got me on? Do you no, know what I mean? Yeah, they, they really don't want you to take a jab because you're making them loads of money. Well, this is it, and that's why I've been told not to. Yeah. I've been told not to, and this is, I, I think, why. So I'm going to register with a French doctor, and I'm going to go and see them and see what they say about the vaccination because the French system's all like private. Well, it's like half and half. So it is, it is open to abuse because hence the, you've seen the French clinics that are offering the vaccine pass for 250 euros. So I'm going to go to the doctor and see what they say, because I'm going to say, I, I, I don't want, or it's not, I don't want, I don't think it's a good thing for me and see what happens. Uh, so I'll, I'll keep you posted on that. Um, Please do. Oh, one more thing. Oh. One more thing. Have you seen that you can self-exempt from the vaccine uh, in, or in Britain? In, the, in Britain. Yeah. 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 No. You just got to utter those two words. Yeah. Self-exemption. Yep. I'm exempt, yeah, I mean, mate. and that's good. And this might be the only thing that brings me back to England because I could never, never go back to Scotland the way things are just now. Well, you can always come and join us on the south coast here. Um, I'm it's, still, lo it's lovely. My preferred option is still plane to Texas and claim asylum. I, uh, well, if you do decide to, to pull that off, uh, we'll do it together. Yeah we'll, yeah. we'll both go with our families and we'll document the whole damn thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Chasing descent to freedom. <laughs> chasing descent. Chasing, chasing, chasing liberty. Yeah. But chasing to freedom. Yes, born, you can self-exempt from the vaccine passport. 
in in the UK. Yeah. You can you can self you can declare a self exemption. It's on the fucking government website. And with that, it's good night from me, and it's good night from me. It's a, yeah, good night. And I'm gonna I'm gonna hang this call up and and uh, love you love you and leave you, John. Yep. Thank you all for listening to episode eleven. We will be back on Sunday. Sunday with and episode sure twelve. What's that? With episode 12. How are we here already, right? See you Sunday, John. See you Sunday. Take care. Bye. Take away those diamonds. I don't need those rocks. A second-hand car and a new pair of socks. I want liberty without conditions. From the floor I don't want to be your prisoner no more I want liberty Without conditions I want liberty On my conditions Too loud. Give me a guitar and I'll play to the crowd. I want liberty without conditions. Take away that job. I don't want to work. I'll stay at home and play in the dirt. I want liberty without conditions. I want liberty on my conditions. your line, I want liberty without conditions, work on the docks or down a hole, come out at night and pray for your soul, I want liberty without conditions, I want liberty on my conditions. Diamonds, I don't need those rocks A second-hand car and a new pair of socks I want liberty without conditions Roll up the carpet from the floor I don't want to be your prisoner no more I want liberty without conditions I want liberty on Conditions